Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Oh my gosh. Get this guy out of my skull. Where the fuck are we? We are in Costa Mesa, California. Beautiful Costa Mesa, California. Yeah. At our good friend, Marty Kish's establishment. Yep. It's one of the coolest bars in Orange County. Yeah, you guys should come check it out. Check it out. Donkey D's. Donkey D's. Yeah, come support. This place is amazing. On 19th. Yeah. 19th of Placentia. Yeah. Thank you, Marty, for having us. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Marty. Marty. Yeah. Thanks, Marty, the one-man party. (laughs) (laughs) The old Avalon Bar, then... Casa. Casa. And then Then now... Donkey D's. Yep. Correct. Very familiar with the area. Laura comes here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this intro. Okay. This week, we have the pleasure of sitting down with some good buddies who came up with the idea of starting a brand of mezcal. Mezcal? Mezcal. 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 
Okay, see? It's your fucking intonations right now. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> your pronunciations, your intonations. Oh, okay, Mr. Guy. But, uh, you know, they, they came up with this brand White while surfing. Bros. Bros, you know, came up with the idea of surfing river jetties. Can't wait to hear about that. Oh, wait, that's where they surf? Yeah. <laughs> Naghurst has a work. Naghurst, secret spot. You could go to you could go to Linden's uh, spot. The bridges. Naghurst has a work. Yeah, the bridges. Jailer. The bridge. Since Jailer took the top off of uh, what was that called? The little star bar. Star bar. It was like 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. Where was the star bar? Like tower six and a half ish, and it was March, like 15 years ago, and they blew it. What was it? They're they're draining draining out the. Wetlands or something, marshlands. Yeah, but not through Talbert. They did it straight from Tower Six. It was crazy. Yeah, the sandbar was good for like a like a week or a few days or something. Just shy of a week. Yeah, yeah. I saw him get it. It was, it was legit. That's when I literally get a couple. That's when you grew that extra tail. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I got weird. But But, that when your nose started growing. Yeah, <laughs> that's always been there. <laughs> hey, can we give this guy another shot? <laughs> Sorry, babe, just had one. <laughs> hey, we Ubered. Yeah. Hey, tranquilo. <laughs> there's more. This isn't going to be an outpost episode, okay? Oh Man. my gosh, I sure hope not. Outpost kitchen episode. Uh, oh, we better get some food. We got about that later. Yeah. Hey, but these three amigos. By the way, it would have been an amazing name for a brand. And I'm kind of disappointed they didn't show up in the mariachi fucking... You know. <laughs> sure, we, sure, we walked in and Schumann had his shirt off, but that's fucking stamp. <laughs> he did. He had the intro yeah. ready. Yeah. Joe Mac had another <laughs> idea, dude. <laughs> hey, can we get back to these guys? Yes. We, got, we got to tell our guests who we're sitting down with. Yes. These guys, they're creative. They have a long history and background in the industry and sales marketing and design and whatever i don't know we guys do all kinds of shifts entrepreneurs they got other businesses um but you know these guys but we're all poor as fuck as, uh, <laughs> as poor as fuck that's why you gotta buy some more booze but there's two tall white guys yeah and one short and handsome whoa and so, El Wapo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not you and then <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is going to be good. But, you know, they went out on a limb. They're, you know, I don't know what kind of background they had in the in the booze and the alcohol, you know, spirit world. But, they drank uh, it a lot. Yeah, they know that side. They know what tastes good. Obviously, their palate's very sophisticated. They, they got it. A lot of R&D. Yeah. But um, we're excited Still. to hear what it takes to break into the alcohol industry. And uh, we want to welcome these amigos. The guys behind Dos Boots Mascal. Mezcal. Si. Mezcal. I, I'm not si. going to get that right. Si. Uh, I don't yeah. know why you're trying so hard with the Maz. Yeah, just say mezcal. Just drink mezcal. one more and you'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying really hard to fit in. Be cool. All so, right. so, good luck. Got, we got Carlos Gomez. Gomez. We got Jim. Carlos, you got a nickname? Hola, amigos. Chicken. Chicken. Pollo or chicken? Pollo. Carlos Pollo Gomez? Yeah. Is that because your leg, your skinny legs? No, we'll tell you the story off the air. Yeah. <laughs> right. We call this guy pork chop over here because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Jim Shubin. Shub, amazing. Shooby dooby doo. And we got Joe.
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Mac, does Shub have yes. a nickname? Shuby, Shabonsky, everything with the last Shibatsu? name. My kids call me Shubin. Julia calls me Shubin. There's no, there's no gym. There's no <laughs> has anybody called me Shuatsu? Not yet. That's there we go. Dude. If they say Jim, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, 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 totally. My mom calls me James. That's when I know shit's going down. Or my yeah. dad calls me Junior. That's it. Like, you know, <laughs> trouble. Yeah. And Joe McElroy. Yeah, and Joe McElroy. Joe dude. Mack. Joe Mack. Well, thank you guys. What else? Yeah. Thanks for having us. Is there any other nicknames with Joe? We call him McElroyah, Mackie. He calls yeah. him, uh, what do you call Max. him? Max. Max. The Mac. Whatever. The Max. Yeah. The Big Mac. Mac Attack. James. That's what. His lady calls him. Yeah. The yeah. Big Mac. brother, by the way, youngest brother to Tom Mac that's been on this podcast before. Yeah. You guys were on a giant yacht. Yeah. Yes. He's yes. our big brother. We love yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Mack. Keep Mac. it in the yeah. family. Tom's awesome. Yeah. We got to go do his taco shop or whatever. Oh, uh, Hermosa. Yeah. 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 Tacaria. It's great. great place. It's good. Yeah. It's great. The Maria Tacos bananas. They can't carry us in there because they don't have the spirits deal, but there might have been a couple pours in there. Yeah. For sure. Right. Off, off, off uh, menu. Before we go deep into those boots, let's talk about yeah. what all ties us in together, and that is the love and passion for surfing. So we'll start with our international guest here. Viva Mexico. Viva. Yeah. Independence Day just yesterday. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, that's Congratulations. Right. Yeah, Still right. celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Mes patrio. <laughs> so how, how did you get I don't need surfing? a holiday to party. Carlos? Joe um, Mac and I taught Carlos all his Spanish, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Much needed. Since I grew up in Mexico, I was like, man, I need to learn. <laughs> so they were pretty... That helpful. would help, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I grew up in the Gulf Coast, actually. I've moved... I, I've lived in several areas of Mexico, but I grew up in the Gulf Coast. So long story short, I mean, there's little wind swells here and there. And yeah. The golf's not the side that you want to live on for surfing. Exactly. <laughs> so when I started surfing, even I, my brother started before I did, and he would just, I would see him and his buddies roll up in the cars and put the boards, and I was just like, whoa, I want, I want to go. And one day he just, I guess I bugged him enough to go get, take me there. Yeah. So yeah, I started surfing there uh, in Tampico, Tamaulipas, in Mexico, and then. Uh, after is that on the Gulf side too? That, that is yeah. in the Gulf. Okay. And that's where your side. family's from, where you grew up, like until what age? Or they're yeah. still there? Yeah, well, I still have family there, yeah. but I grew up in another uh, city south, southeast of Mexico. So my dad was doing the oil industry, and that was part of the region where, where we grew up and lived. 
So um, started surfing there, and then uh, when I was probably around 19, there was a big recession in Mexico. Um, it was probably 94, and I was studying chemical engineering, and I, and it was such a bad, bad place for the economy. So I had to drop off school. Wow. Or or not? Yeah. I mean, I had the choice. My dad's like, hey, uh, you know what? Just like it's it's hard to keep you guys in school right now like yeah. let's just help me were you gonna follow in the footsteps of your dad's business well yeah I was studying that and I guess it was just part of the a, a branch of that of, and, and I like uh, I like science and I was just kind of like smart feller over here huh yeah. just engineer he's, very he's very a smart guy the, I pick him for trivia pursuit every <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so when that recession hits I, my dad's like hey uh, you know what just he was uh, opened up a mechanic shop and were like uh, growing um, plants at the at the ranch and he's like dude just help me what uh, kind of plants <laughs> I, I, I hope I, they would have been pretty fully grown right now for the for the mezcal yeah. okay. no they would do like whatever seasonal corn or tomato watermelon too so long story short I was just like had all these dreams and I had already visited the Pacific I'd gone Puerto Escondido and Tikla and a few times already I was like I started at 14 yeah. around there and probably were you getting pretty good I was like starting to you yeah. know I mean not was there like amateur contests or anything not really there, yeah. I mean the golf I mean not too many people surfed it yeah. was so such a small community but we did have one or two contests and then uh, was there any surf shops no not really would yeah. have to go what a trip huh yeah yeah I mean getting boards from just Travelers or some of you travel to the U.S. come back. And with no a one would even travel for surfing there either. So yeah. it was like very strange. Secluded. People would be like, "Do you guys surf? Like, are there waves here?" And no, yeah. you know, like so. So yeah. So back to the uh, recession there. At that point, I had been surfing probably for a good four years, and uh, I had already made a couple of trips to the Pacific or more than a handful, maybe. And uh, I was just like my. After my dad asked me, like, hey, help me with the business and let's just so go back to school. farming and, 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 and he got cars, a, a, like a mechanic shop, yeah, wow. too. So, it, I mean, it was just like hustling, like hustling. whatever, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever you're yeah. good at or, or had opportunity to make money. Yeah, so back then, the, just the, the peso devalued like, like half or it just it really took a big uh, dive. And, so um, I just told my dad, hey, um, I think I can help you by not being a burden to you. So I've always wanted to go live in Puerto Escondido for, you know, like I want to go surf bigger waves and I want to challenge myself. So I'll just like, yeah. hit, I'll, I'll go over there. Yeah. And uh, so long story short, I went to Puerto Escondido. I mean, of course I had only my bag and maybe a few, like probably about a hundred or $200 with me so it was like a, a did, you, did you have a car or like no 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 i mean it was hitchhiked no like it, <laughs> so one of my so my dad after i told him like hey i want to go there he's like hey well your no, uncle no, has is going to do a job on on route to puerto escondido so why don't you go help him make a little bit of money and then you He'll can stay you and then get get yourself going mm -hmm. and then you can stop by on the way back wow. and get you know 
So you, you, you've been to Porto already, and you're like, this is where I want to go. If I have to go hustle, like, this is a spot I want to, you know, I could surf, yeah, make yeah. money, and... Yeah, it's like, hey, it's, it's yeah. just like a, it's a fresh beginning, right? It was just kind of like my, just getting out of, out of the house. Yeah. I've never been there. Lars been there a bunch of times. Many, many, many times, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure I saw him there, like, probably. In, back in the mid-90s, that's when I moved there. Yeah. He probably served you beers in the bar. Tell yeah. me about that. So, yeah. what, did, what did you... Uh, when you got there, what did you do for work? So I literally had, so so we were on our way to do that job with my uncle. We stopped in Puerto Escondido, and we were heading down to Lazaro Cárdenas, which is up north, because we're coming from the south. So we stopped in Puerto Escondido for the night, wanting to head up to the uh, Lazaro Cárdenas, where it's that next spy area, and like, you know, for surfing. And we stopped there, then I remember like early morning, it was like probably 7 a.m. We wake up and I see this girl uh, walking by the by Cicatela, by the beach with a board and a, and a dollar sign on it. And I'm like, hey, how much? She's like, I don't, I don't even remember. It was like 50 bucks or 60, whatever. Been broken three times, but yeah, you know. A rocker in that day. <laughs> yeah, I probably have pictures of on the bottom of it. So I buy the board get out there and I just get this kind of like a probably like a cover-up you know like a little barrel and I'm like frothing I'm like so excited I'm like get out of the water and I'm just like hey I'm staying here and yeah. my uncle's like what do you mean we're going up north you're gonna go work with us and I'm like nope I'm <laughs> staying here like what are you gonna do like where are you gonna stay I had already touched space with a couple of friends and yeah um your uncle's, your uncle's like, no, man, your dad told me to take you up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to work. You're going to work with me, motherfucker. And we, yeah. and we talk about, like, how surfing changes yeah. the trajectory of your course of your life and, yeah. and, like, how things are, like, you know, hey, this is this is the plan. This is the, where I'm heading. And then fucking curveball, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And because surfing of the love. that power. And it, because of surfing. And it's good and bad. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah. both ways for, for, you know, for people. But that that was your curveball. It's all for the good, I think. So yeah. he got a head dip, which is more than what Lennon's ever gotten. <laughs> Were your eyes open? See, see what you have to deal with here, man? Eyes closed. And trust me, I like, I like to talk shit about Carlos, but his head dips are full dry fucking barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, the guy has balls. Well, let me tell you, Shubin, mine are full on head dips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the head dip. Yeah, yeah. surf, man. Yeah, yeah. Lennon rips, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so I had a. So, yeah, I literally just got a duffel bag. And, and now I got a board. And, and uh, now 50 I got less money in your pocket. And now I got like so you never you less. never had a board like I well not to that on that trip I didn't. Yeah. I had plans on buying one, and that's why the first thing I see this uh, girl going like walking with a board and a dollar sign. Yeah. I'm like, hey, sold. But when you were growing up on the Gulf side, oh yeah, yeah, no, did you have a board? Yeah, yeah. You just I did. You just didn't bring it with you. Uh, yeah, no, I sold everything just to kind of like. Oh wow. Get, I mean, it, fucking, it, that's real Mexican poverty right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like fucking pulling the trigger, pull, put, putting everything together to, to get somewhere. Full reset button. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I stayed and I, I, I had already touched base up with some people. Like, I just made so many good friends. Like, a family adopted me and pretty much. And I had, I mean, I stayed with Coco for Nogales. Nogales yeah. for I don't know, maybe two, three weeks. Um, and uh, then I moved on to other places and yeah. 
couch, so, couch surfing. Yeah. Another so, type of surfing we yeah. don't talk about that often, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here until I kind of ruin my welcoming, or you know, hey, go get your own place. And ended See? up working at a bar, which I don't know if we can tell those stories yeah. later. No, tell. But uh, yeah, so one of those jobs, um, I, I did a little bit, a little bit of everything. I started fixing boards with Roberto Salinas. I was staying with that, with their family. They fully adopted me, and it was like it's. It, I just have so many people to thank down did there. You like it's, for a bit? I did stay with Coco for a few weeks, and then um, I mean, I kind of like want to refresh my memory, but it was just like all fun. It, yeah. Now that I go back and try simple times, simple times. But going back to growing up in the Gulf, not having any waves, to go into Puerto Rico or Puerto Escondido, which is the equivalent of fucking like. You know, pipe, Mexican you know, pipe. North Shore. Absolutely. What, what, you know, what was your transition like? Like, were you like, holy shit, when the, the first big day, right? Was it pumping that day that you got the, the... Nah, it was probably yeah, around yeah. like four to six feet, maybe. Good size, know. right? Good size. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then good. you haven't seen its full potential. Yeah, no, because right? I got there, it was January, February, probably beginning of the year so it's like the it's it's like the off season all kind of off season yeah. i mean there's still swells there's usually waves down there so it picks up everything yeah yeah it picks up everything but you know like that that first morning where you hear this you feel i mean it was huge for for the golf compared to what i was surfing it was definitely like yeah a lot bigger because i would have said fucking i'm out of here i'm going back <laughs> yeah. to but that first day, I'm going back to the Gulf, motherfuckers. <laughs> but that Holy first day, where you hear bass, you hear the, you hear rumbling and bass. Yeah, no, I was speed and, and yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. like you know, and like power. Are, and yeah. the boards aren't the same boards they surfed the week before, and you're they're walking out with like yeah. full fucking. You're grind. like, holy shit! I need, I need another four feet in front of me. Did that fifty dollar board work that day? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it worked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was like. The beginning of uh, like what branched off to my the rest of my life pretty much yeah. it was a kickstart like so so the first day was, that he was swinging mescal thirty years ago oh wow that's the thing is a lot of companies are getting into mescal now and the, the trend is getting big here in the United States but like this dude so how did you get into mescal so one of those jobs um, working at so one of my friends uh, we were all like a bunch of friends like Coco and Roberto and, and, Coco and Pepe. Uh, so my friend Pepe Pollero, that's how they call him too, he got a bar from his, he worked and got a hold of a bar. And he's like, dude, you're going to go work with me. So it was all of us were, were like in our 20, early 20s. In, yeah. in, in, in Puerto, yeah, in Puerto yeah, Escondido, the in the Aloquín. It was yeah. not at the beach, but like on the other, they, they call it Aloquín, which yeah. is more like in town. And I started working there and that's where I got a to know mezcal and it was funny because i would literally at the end of each night i would just put some tables together and i had a mattress and i would put the mattress and sleep there at so the bar at the bar he'd close up with chicken wire no joke yeah sleep on pool table or these tables or whatever what so do you it's, it's, no rent <laughs> it's, it's warm yeah. and you know you just got to keep the skeets out you know but I would have people just coming by the Adokin at 3 yeah. in the morning like, Hey, pollo! Give me a shot! Like, <laughs> like, they knew that I was sleeping there. I mean, I had everything. Or all the lights off trying to hide. Like, but I was like, right How there. How freaking awesome. It's crazy. How long did you live there for? 
I mean, I stayed there that whole year, and then, and then, uh, yeah, there's more stories than just that. I moved to Mexico City, opened a Black Flag store in Mexico, and it's just so, so many events. But so just be, to kind of like you had it. all living in Puerto, you got all yeah. these connections with surfers coming down, and obviously you, you had a, you know, a, a a good relationship with these guys, and they were looking for. Yeah, for what open stores or or yeah, so that, or that's actually and how I could talk as you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I got into get uh, into the industry. I, yeah, I, sales as we call it. Yeah, so um, like the Black Flies crew would go there a often, lot. and I, they they would as you can as you would be able to tell they would be our customers. And they're in the, there. They're not in the water. They're in the bar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or so or the other bar. It was like yeah, a life, life, life yeah, those guys. Guys. Yeah. Keep so it clean. Bud so Lamas too every once in a while. Body Lamb too. And, <laughs> ah, uh, he knows all that. Mo. Yeah, Mo. So Jonathan Pascal. I, I was working Pascal. there and they would be our customers. And yeah, I somehow just was like drawn to, Yeah, I was drawn to that and I needed to work too, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I needed to make a living. So uh, I started kind of like as a flow rider for... Because at that point where I met them, I had already... I've been in Puerto for like several, yeah. several months, so I got better at surfing. And I kind of like, I got that, you know, I want to be a pro, et cetera, dream. And I mean, it's, it's pretty hard in Mexico. So I was more like, you know, when I saw the opportunity of like starting a little business and repping, and I started This just, is pretty quick. Like, you're talking months, right? Yeah. Months in, in living in Yeah, Puerto. it was like seven, eight months when I yeah. had those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, you, you got connected early on yes it, i mean sometimes it takes years to like connect with the right people that lead you the right path right yeah and, yeah, and, like, and like those guys going down there like it was an annual trip oh, yeah. you know i or i would go down two or three times based on swell and, and just like so you would see the same people like a lot those that knew and wanted to go get barreled and you know so you're probably seeing these guys not just Met them for a week. They come down and stay for a few weeks, yeah. and then come, you know, come back a couple months later. And, yeah, and we're talking the same kind of dudes that you're talking about that are fucking gnarly dudes. Gnarly. Your Christian yeah. Fletchers, your Nathan Fletchers, just dudes that charge. Yeah. In in the water and out of the water. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so, how did you get into the mezcal thing? Well, yeah, just Oaxaca is. The, one of the regions of, the, of like of mezcal, so it's just part of our part of that culture there. So we would have mezcal people coming from down from the Sierras and just offering their mezcales, and we would buy whatever. Hey, this is from this so and so, and they would come with this like big jugs. plastic jugs, and just like this is it. This is the the juice. Yeah, and you would try them like, okay, cool. I yeah. guess Bo bootleg <laughs> shit right there. Yeah. I like it. Yes so or, yes or no. I am not <laughs> a, a connoisseur on on what's the difference between mezcal, mezcal, and tequila. So without getting too too technical and down deep, I, it's basically it's before the tequila was organized. I mean, it was all mezcales back in the day, but so it turns out that tequila. It's like a, a denomination of origin, so it has Broke to be up. made in a certain region of Mexico with blue agave. And it has its own uh, rules of how it must be produced. And that's tequila. 
that is tequila. And then mezcal is also an agave-based plant, but it's a different species. And it, so tequila is like a blue agave, and mezcal is there's like 18, 20 species, different types, different types that are kind of like the more popular ones, yeah. and there's many more. So and that's mezcal like, is, is more older and more I guess yeah, traditional. It's, it's, it's the same. It started yeah. as the same. It's yeah. just like tequila just got organized and said like, okay, let's just establish yeah. this a denomination of origin. This is gonna be your rules, and it got like you know that's how they started in the seventies. And then mezcal, not too long ago, that's when they went like, hey, we want to do the same because it started getting a lot of popularity in Mexico. So they got organized and they mm-hmm. did their denomination, the region, and they got established and. It just it's growing really really popular in Mexico and, yeah. and, and we saw that swell building yeah. in Mexico and we're like hey it's so as we see the trends from the US coming into Mexico like the surf clothing and it's you know like all that trickles down yeah then I'm like hey yeah. mezcal like it's a it the swells pumping here in Mexico it's very, it's getting so popular that it's gonna trickle down or up into the US so yeah. that's where the idea came from really yeah yeah, because it seems like, I mean, you know, I looked at your guys' you know, history in the little bio and it you know, talks about tradition and how like the old ways and, you know, it's you mentioned how tequila got popular and became like more of a mainstream production, yeah. you know, more, more distilled, more thing. This is like more authentic, yeah, yeah. yeah, clay pots and more, you know, more earthy, more like smoky, like yeah. it's, you could taste more it right now. So, yeah. and you guys, like, you don't, you don't take these as shots. It's like a sipping. It's a sipper bourbon. It is very. Yeah. It's delicious. And it's yeah, the most very delicious. Super. And if you look so, deep into it, it's the most hands-on, labor-intensive spirit in the world, and the oldest spirit. It's agave has been around for eleven thousand years. Agave spirits have been around for nine thousand fucking years. Wow. It's gnarly. It's as OG as you can get. Yeah. And it's hundred. Did you just agave. make that up? Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's move, let's move the for four let's move years. the smart hat around the room. Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. from college. Now it's over on gym right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, let's sir. finish with. I'm yeah. just kidding. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so you, so you got into, there's a there's an older pollo, Francisco. That I, I think he's worked with you guys before, right? Yeah, my, yeah. My, that's how I got the because I my pollito. I, I'm like my brother's pollo, and then I was like just Francisco, baptized that, because yeah. of little him, brother, the little yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you were doing mezcal. You're working at a bar. You met the dudes from Black, Black Flies, and and they're like, dude, you should open a store for us in Mexico City. Yeah, Is that your first like, and that's uh, and the way that whole thing happened. That's another story. But a good friend of mine. Did they make you get a tattoo? They they tried. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make you uh, marry a stripper? Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the hey, top hey, title, right? Hey, their contract is blood, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess that just a surf part would cover that yeah. entry right, right there. So, whose idea was it to partner up with them? And was it your idea, or did they tell you to do it? Or so I started like literally distributing or repping for them, and I would go from city to city in Mexico and just opening accounts and. Uh, then and how I, did you like figure that out did, was, was there a rep already or I just I just started in the 90s that when just, just when they started I, I, it was like yeah yeah but I literally mad dog it I would get in buses and go to Guadalajara or like and, and there you didn't would, even have a fucking car you, you got in a I bus did, yeah I mean I would just get whatever I had to do yeah just to 
they'll and be just, able to survive. just find stores and start selling to whoever would carry black flies. Yeah, but they, but they got you in all rad. these like really cool resort yeah. like touristy towns, you know. So you still does have a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they hired you to be their rep, and then like, did you go, hey, you know, I have a great idea. There's a spot in Mexico City. Yeah, so it was more like a rep but distributor because. It was I was not getting paid other than than what Commission. I would sell. Yeah. So man, I mean, yeah. it's just just have to do whatever you have to do. Yeah. You know. Because okay. I mean, I mean, there's boundaries on those whatever yeah. you have to do. You're, but you're, you're pioneering what you're, what? An, an industry. Like you had no idea where to go, who to talk to, no phone numbers, no addresses. Just show up to the town and... And see, just walk the fucking streets. No, no yeah, I would just go show phones. up and... Yeah. So, yeah. so, so my first... Yeah, I and guess. And this is way before cell phones, way before GPS. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. guys didn't have Thomas guides. <laughs> yeah, no, not no, I was in the 90s, mid-90s. Yeah. So I would just they hear from... left a, at the cactus. <laughs> so I would hear from a, from a friend in Guadalajara, because I had friends that had moved to other areas yeah. and whatever, but they went to college or, and, hey, I heard of this good store or I saw this good store in this mall. They sell a bunch of sunglasses. Maybe you should hit it up. And I yeah. would just like literally get on a bus or whatever it would take and get there and mad dog the place and just go like, hey, I have this and just tell them the story and yeah. just kind of like, and got placements and people that helped me and I've been lucky, man. I, yeah. I gotta say that it's, I've been, it's just been a good run. So Easy. when you started the store, right, did you tell Black Flies, hey, I think it'd be a good idea for us to have a flagship store in Mexico City or did they tell you the No, so that, the way that happened, um, so uh, one of our, one of our, a, a good friend, Rata, he also served, uh, serves Puerto now, and we served with uh, him a year ago at uh, Rasa. Uh, Rata. 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 So he he was living in Mexico City then, and he talked to Blackflies, wanting to get like, hey, I want to be your distributor, and they put us in in, in contact, like, mm -hmm. hey. Pollo, go talk to these uh, to these guys, and they want to like get more distribution. And so I talked to them. It was Rata and Ricardo, another friend, and uh, yeah, they're like, "Hey, we want to open up a store. Uh, let's do this." So I moved from Puerto Puerto Escondido to Mexico City and opened up a House of Flies in Mexico City. Yeah. So I went from like beach. To, yes, to the ghetto, to the concrete jungle, man. concrete jungle. But that yeah. was if, if you're gonna, you know, build a brand in Mexico, like that's the spot. That's, well, that's, that's what the it takes. And you know what? Like, I just didn't know anything. I just, yeah, I just wanted yeah. to, like, the way things happened with my parents and how the whole recession hit us, and I just really wanted to actually be able to help my family get back on their feet. That was always kind of like, yeah. that was my, my- Your contribution, I, like a help. I was more, that was, I was driven by that. That's that's awesome. I was I mean, really- a good- I was really driven by that. Cause I, I remember motivation. like when I left the house or Tampico, I, I, I mean my mom, I they didn't really want to tell me. I was kind of like young, I guess I was 19, 20. And my, my mom, like I some, Year, like you know years later probably they told me like yeah I know your dad came into like a kind of like a depression and you guys kind of like left and my brother also left to another area a few months after I, I, I left and all I wanted just was to help to be able to to help my family kind of like hey like yeah I brought some food or whatever you know what I yeah. mean just kind of like help Send them back, money back and, yeah so 
So and his contributions with the surf industry, his mom and sister still run the companies he worked for. That's all awesome. Five or six That's companies. Started. We're not. We haven't gotten there yet, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. We're, we're going <laughs> step by step here. All right, all right. Don't fast. How much time do we have? Tranquilo, tranquilo. <laughs> we can go. We got. Yeah, we got lots of stories, and we're gonna save this for a whole episode over here. So <laughs> let's, not get, let's not spill all and the guys. Carlos likes to talk too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm digging this. Right, like oh, we, we haven't had an international. We always guy dip around. We take the scenic route. We don't take the cliff over. No, fuck that. We fucking we're old. Yeah, just. Just We're gonna like, stop at every restaurant. Just like building a, just building a brand from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta build it, and and you, you know, you gotta, absolutely. So black flies. You open up the store. It's success. House of flies. Yeah. And then other things started coming to you. Yeah. I mean, once we got that, I mean, you know how it goes. Like once you get something, you. Okay, uh, be straight with me. <laughs> Were you selling cocaine and weed at the House of Flies? Maybe a little. Maybe, okay. <laughs> See? I knew it. <laughs> Was it below or above a strip club? <laughs> hey, when he says tranquilo, that means a whole different word. <laughs> That's like putting a gun on your car hood. <laughs> so, so that was a success. Yeah. Other brands, because you worked with other brands and you still do, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I what did, are, yeah. Vestal. What are the other brands? Like I did Vestal with Marty. Uh, oh shit! Our host here. Yeah. Uh, From the beginning. Mm, it was like ninety. I forget the years now, but I think yeah. it was. Yeah. It was early. Early cool. for sure. It was like the new Black Flies when it started. Yeah. Stall. Yeah. 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 How, how do we have a bigger and badder party than that guy? Yeah. yeah. That brand. Yeah. Party train. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Hence the reason we're here, Marty. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah, and then I also got into with Volcom, and uh, so Vol my first approach there was I put the Volcom clothing because I had just met them through some friends that I always like, like started networking here, and somehow I just got Volcom into our store and in the house started of started carrying it. Probably. Yeah, like, like yeah, a wholesaler. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was still small here, so yeah. it was also like not not too easy to sell in mexico at that point it yeah. was like 196. yeah so pretty pretty new still because they started in 91. yeah and it took a while for them to really take off so yeah. so yeah you, you started selling it at the house of flies and then yeah a relationship yeah and then everything just kind of like started kind of like spreading the work through mexico and like just getting my network built and all of that horse <laughs> <Poor> guy <laughs> And then, and then, um, did you start ending up being a distributor for Volcom too? I did a little bit in the beginning, and it, it just kind of like transitioned into a few things, and everything was just kind of like, what was the opportunity at the point, and what's the best model at that point, and it's a it's a tough market, and yeah. importing stuff into Mexico, it's not easy either. So yeah. there's a lot of variables there. I can only yeah imagine like the the logistics side, the cost, and like yeah. going through custom. You know, there's a, so many like intricacies that you yeah. probably you know here you are trying to just figure it out and yeah, yeah. what's crazy that's is, a lot to handle um, a lot of brands went from distributorships to sales reps right yes is that is that what happened it, I mean it's been kind of like uh, it really depends on how, what the model the brand the brands are looking for yeah and yeah. The, depending on the size but our, our industry is not too big in Mexico. I mean, compared to the mainstream, like it, this is really it's it's small. Yeah, good yeah. good business though, but smaller. Yeah, it's yeah. smaller. Yeah. So so, I think we'll we'll move on well, to 
maybe how he met these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a transition. It's a perfect yeah. transition of what he's talking about. Yeah. Because yeah, Lar. He was doing his deal down there, you know. Yeah. So he's still doing it. So then he was gonna move here. This is Jim Shubin talking four, four years ago, and he's starting to show up in the lineup at River Jetty. And no joke, this is verbatim. There's a couple guys in the water. Todd Horton, when he still served, <laughs> a couple of other guys. He surfed today. He did surf today. He's actually. Is he back, Horton? Yeah, he's kind of back. Yeah, we'll see. We're trying to get him back. And we're in the water. We're like, who's this? Who's this fucking aggressive guy that like gets away and paddles right past us, like for the next set? And he always sits outside. Like Monday we surfed, and like he was sitting. Fuck! I was like, dude, what are you doing out? Like, come in a little bit, you know? Yeah. That's not Lennon. He just waits for the bombs. No, well, so he, he waits for the he, and he gets them. That's the thing. So then I kind of like paddle up to him. I see him a couple days later or whatever. And I'm like, he seems nice, but everybody's like kind of agitated but not saying anything. So I paddle him. I'm like, hey, dude, he worked for Visla because he had a Visla wetsuit at the time before Volcom was doing. Robert, he's like, no, 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 I work for Volcom. I'm all, what do you do for Volcom? So I'm looking at him like, he's a Mexican dude. Like, <laughs> you're not like a white Newport rich kid, you know, <laughs> from Costa Mesa, east side, whatever. And he's all, I work for Volcom. Do you have a Mexico? And I'm like, oh, I know your, I know your bosses. You know, Pat Lloyd. He's like, yeah, yeah, You know, Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, we're friends. That's crazy. No way. So we're just talking out there. And Joe Mack, we'd, we'd all be surfing out there. And he's like, dude, I'm moving here. So he's gonna move to California and he married a girl that's Polish, American, whatever, and, and he's like, I met her down in Puerto Escondido, she's a teacher. She's gonna move here to Costa Rica. And we're like, and I'm like, dude, you're moving here, but you're gonna do Volcom for Mexico from here? And at that point it's like Meehan had left, like all the like Tom Reese and like Trio Frizzell had just left to go work for whoever, you know, go do Pelagic and start I was like, dude, things are just fickle. The industry's like ebbs and flows. And at that point, I already had talked to him a couple times and I'm kind of like stressed, like, bro, this industry, I've made a shit ton of money and zero money. And then a shit ton of money more and then zero money. Like, what is your safety net? What are you fucking doing? Yeah. And then that's how he started talking about agave spirits and whatever. And we're like, yeah, we start talking about the boys that started Pella Grosso. Like, oh, the electric boys, you know, Crano and Bird. And like, went from there and kind of expanded. He's like, man, there's a, and got my spirits and then the mezcal and then start going further and further into that like about Oaxaca like how wave rich of course you know yeah. we're not going to name any of the spots but yeah it's oh, fucking good a mezcal brand no <laughs> the, yeah, right. yeah. Sure. yeah so we're all kind of like sitting there and like fucking we're still at DVS at the time Joe and I when we were kind of just talking about it so it took four years and we just launched I know it's a very fast forward to going everything and names and going through everything in Mexico and finding the right legalities, legalities, and we might have bootlegged some stuff through Tijuana. I don't know. I might have yeah. some stuff might have been in our by accident in our board True, bags. Man. What? <laughs> That's hearsay. That's hearsay. Yeah. Get any fireworks or uh, <laughs> cigarettes? No, they're good. <laughs> no, none of that. Yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> But we'd go to like Wayfair, hey, taste this, taste that, taste this. And he had a relative that had a palenca. And I was like, okay, cool. And he just went through the process. What's and a palenca? Like, a palenca is a distillery in Mexico. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they call the, they, they the, 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 the mezcal distilleries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they're cooking it under their, their, they bring it from the fields and they slice it into thirds or halves, the, 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 the heart of the agave plant, which is like yeah. this big. Cut it, yeah, the pina, the heart of it, um, cut it, throw it underground with rock and, and wood, 
and they cook it for like three to five days, whatever it is, whatever the planka, whatever the maestro mascalero wants to do, that's where it gets the smokiness from. Bring it from there, they crush it in a dong, with a, which is like with a donkey or whatever some people do by hand or whatever, they crush it, get all the pulp out of it, and that's when they ferment it for a bit, and they go from there and they double distill it. So it's, and it's all by hand. There's no, this isn't a bunch of machinery. And stuff. Yeah. No shit. There's a cement fucking wheel that goes in a circle with a fucking horse or whatever it is. Whatever. Fred hand. Flintstone's the main guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fred Barley. So wait. Okay. That's awesome. Let's talk about Shooby Dooby Doo introduction into the world, the wild worlds of surf. The world of surf. Ah, so. Joe Matt should go first. He's like elder. I mean, he's elders, man. But yeah, I'll go. I'll we, go ahead of him. We can yeah. go to Joe. Who, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Yeah. Just um, loving surfing. Maggers forever. Cause my parents would do beach fires every Friday night in the summer at Tower Five. How old were you when you first surfed? Surf? Yeah. Eleven. Eighty-one. Learned in Doheny, and then fast forward, was there. Five. Grew up. Born in Montebello. Raised in Whittier. That's where I learned to fight. That's why I can hold my own at river because I can't surf. I can beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that ain't no joke. Well, that and you're fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess being six wars. And hey, so, what is your like ethnicity? You're, you're Russian. Russian. Yeah, I'm fourth yeah. generation Russian, and I grew up in a. He could scrap. Yeah. Did Russian, Russian mafia break off of Russian Orthodox minus the idolatry, but Christian raised and all that. And yeah, went to church every week. I was in the Russian choir. Until yeah, you could speak <laughs> Russian, uh, pretty good. Yeah, I could read it perfect. I could write it perfect. I could read it. Uh, I could speak it pretty good. Yeah, I don't wow. use that often. Better. I could speak Russian better than Spanish. Without it's weird. Wow, that's awesome. But. <laughs> Joe and I are trying to learn Spanish because we really are getting into some pickles lately. But well, Russians like alcohol, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big market for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> vodka's next in our spirit. So, so very short. Yeah, you're 11 years old. You started surfing. Surfing, fell in love with you, it. My parents remember what you, beach. We go what to you stood up on? Whoa, what's that? Sorry, do you remember what you stood up on? I stood up on a sole surfboard, a seven-two that my dad worked with this guy that gave me the board for washing his car like three times. <laughs> he probably never used it. It was yeah, a yeah, in the garage. Exactly. But yeah, I surfed. That was Doheny is where I learned. And then yeah, dude, we'd go for the beach fires every week. And then go to Cantamar. My dad was a hang glider. So you go off that little sand hill in Cantamar and go hang gliding off that hill. So I'd surf there. And then very long story short, I was skating, surfing and all that. And then got into the industry at a young age. Start I was a $5 an hour intern for ASR Magazine, Action Sport Retail Magazine. No way. That, that publication. $5 intern. Yeah. $5 an hour intern. How old were you when you did that? Yes, sir. So at that point, I was 18. Did I you did. ever get into like uh, competitive surfing? or? I surfed like ISA and I surfed a bit of that. Yeah, yeah I did all that. Like the Calvary Chapel, whatever. Yeah. That's actually our Christian surfing. CCA. CCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Max laughing, surf, surf royalties laughing. I'm Whittier, bro. Come on. I was in those too. Yeah. yeah we all did. We all surfed the, yeah. the contest. Yeah. Chips and salsa. My parents sure. would be like, no <laughs> contest. Like CCSA would have contests on Sundays or CSA, one of them. And they're all, you, if, you, if you surf Saturday, cool. Sunday, you had to go to church where it was a night church or day church. 
if you're surfing the contest, you got to go church at least once on the wheel. Yeah. So your parents were I mean, full. Bless them, but like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, yeah. Um, but anyways, from you're there, eight, so you're, sorry, you're, you're 18. Your your surfing contest. Did you still live in no, Whittier? Now, you moved, now, yeah, you moved now, down to the beach. Now I'm out. I suck at surfing. Can't do contests. Still living in Whittier. I lived in Whittier until I was 20. At my parent, I was going to move down to the beach, and I lived until I was like 26, 27. Still inland guy until it was my mid 20s. Then I got married. I was in Whittier, then Brea, and then went through a gnarly divorce. Like I knew you when I was still living inland. Wow. I knew you too. You, you too. Yeah. Like, Inland. What? What? Yeah. How, so your intro into the industry was the ASR industry, magazine. It was ASR magazine. Then I started meeting like Peter Schroff, Ed Lee from Wahoos was running his deal. So that was my first repping job. And then Maya. Huga, you repped Schroff. I repped Schroff with Ed Lee. Wow. And then Maya Hukaba, which is uh, Denny. Remember uh, Denny from World Jungle? Yeah. Jack Denny. Yeah. Yep. So. His girlfriend is Maya Hukaba. She started a girls' clothing brand. So Stephanie Tucker's wife—I forget her last name. Hall. Oh. Um, yeah, Hall. Oh, there you go, Tucker Hall. <laughs> Jonathan Paskowitz's ex-wife Katie. She was a model for Raisin Bikini, whatever. So they started a women's brand. I saw their rep and and Shroff. Yeah, and Shroff rep because I branched off of my five-dollar an hour intern job, modeling and working for ASR magazine. Wait, I believe everything except the modeling. <laughs> so, my aunt was the editor. Sada. They know Sada. He's a handsome-looking Russian. No, no, no. Makes sense. No, it was like it was like me wearing Zuport right gear and Vinny's first, like right when Ezekiel started in '91 and shit like that, like board shorts and then 24. What, what was the women's clothing line called? Maya. M A I A. Okay. So last time, like two. I vaguely years. remember that. Yeah. I, I kind of remember. Yeah, I was very like bohemian. It was cool. It was yeah. like I thought it was ahead of its time. There was only Roxy then, and and twenty six Red Sugar, whatever it was called. So how did you get the job with Shroff? Um, Ed Lee. Ed Lee came after me. There's this other guy, Dave, that was. Because Shroff is like was the shit. He was the shit, but he's like crazy. back crazy. <laughs> but he's oh, back yeah. crazy, and he came <laughs> off a really crazy stage. And then he, they came in and, and Ed's like, hey, we're doing these and these. And I'm looking at my gabardine jackets and pork pie hats, like early version of fedoras with leopard and fucking tassels hanging from them. Shit, like, the trough would fucking bar. rad. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to like Tom Noble at Newport Surf and Sport. He's my first account I ever opened with it. Atomic Garage in, in LA, like random accounts because everybody else is like, what the fuck is this? It was, yeah. 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 It was like, clubwear. But yeah. I, then I said my cousins I have a huge fucking family. I'd send my cousins in and have them buy shit. I mean, yeah. you go fucking buy a jacket. You <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Later on. Or, or I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Years later, one of the cousins. 6'4", 240. Yeah. Yeah. So you I got into repping. No, no. Wait on you. You got into repping for Shroff yeah. and, and Maya. And Maya. And then I went from did, there. Did you ever, like, sit down with Shroff and, like, talk business with him? Or no, he doesn't even remember. I don't even think he remembers that. <laughs> that. I mentioned it to him a couple uh, times. Yeah. What about getting a bunch of boards? He's like, I have yeah. only one? No, yeah. no, I talked to him about it, it and he goes, better not be that David. fucker with the red hair. I remember that guy. And I go, no, no, it's not him. He does not have red hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was myself and a guy named Quinn Thompson that was very early, like, L.A. hipster clothes. Like, yeah. It was just us working there at the time. It was rad. Like, it was, it was pretty cool, but didn't make any money. Yeah. Never got, you know. But that's pretty cool. Like, but it was cool. And then there was a point where Ed Lee goes, 
Ed Lee he, from Wing, uh, from fucking yeah, Wing's brother. Wow, what? That's so he weird. Goes, hey, I'm sorry, like we're kind of kind of wean off on this. It's not really. Do you want to come with us in the food side of Wahoo's? And they only had like a, a location or two. I think it was only Placentia at that time. Or do you want to stay in this? I'm like, no, I want to stay in the surf industry. Well, I completely shit the bed. <laughs> fucking, I would have made a lot more money if I just followed his ass, you know. And, and yeah, the, I yeah. love Ed Lee too. He was the rat guy to work with. He's, he was killing. And your rat tail kind of. What's that? <laughs> so, long story short, yeah, I went from there, got other companies. Tanana, that banana shaped sunscreen. You remember that? Yeah. I sold that to some resorts, and then just went up there. Ryan Rush. I went to another ASR show. Ran at Ryan Rush, we did Drawls Clothing. Drawls? Drawls. Remember that yeah, too. Us. We did that from 94 from the garage to So you, you worked for all those brands that lasted about 18 months, <laughs> two <laughs> four yeah. months? <laughs> that one was, uh, I'm the just Drawls kidding. thing was eight years. So yeah. The other ones were 18 months. No, no yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. The other ones were as long as my girlfriends lasted back then. <laughs> <laughs> but that was because they dumped me too, by the way. <laughs> That was because they dumped me. But then I got into it with Ryan, and we're in Maywood in a garage, and we built it to BC Ethic ended up buying us. Remember that? Yeah. It was like... Uh, bought what? BC Ethic bought Draws of Dolls, and I didn't like it. I was telling Ryan, hey, that's like date raper gear, bro. Like, I don't know. It looks like <laughs> like weird bowling shirts, whatever. But those guys were cool to work with for a bit. We learned the business side of things. But then I left and went to the skate industry at that point. Skate industry. That's great. Yeah, that's what to I did. World Dwindle, industry, that's what we met. When World and Dwindle were just breaking off, uh-huh. that's when I went to Dwindle to start. Like, A-Team was just folding, and we were starting Dark Star, Enjoy, and all those brands. Yeah. Kind of making them not all, like, rail jock, one-hit wonder skaters. Like, let's, let's section it out, not just street skating. Yeah. And first skating. So you had a, a knack for like more marketing and like, you know, yeah, sales. Yeah. And, you I know, did both, but marketing was always, because it's, it's so fun to see a brand grow and a crate hat. Yeah. That was it. And what, but you make more, more money, obviously, in sales. Look at JLR's fucking cars and home. Oh yeah. my gosh. One thing about, <laughs> that's my wife, my, my sugar mama. <laughs> I just sit off of the side and try to stay out of trouble. Up. One thing about the skate industry is they are very, it seems to me like they're a lot more successful at like, Busting out successful brands right? yeah. within one company. Well, like you were saying at that time it was easy because there wasn't a lot of cool shit. Yeah, there really wasn't but, that much. But skate companies do it way more than art surfing. Yes, companies. you know yes. what I mean. Well, everybody follows skate when it comes to fashion, like yeah. cargo pants. They were wearing in the '92. Totally. Surfers wore it, fucking '97, whatever. You know what I mean? Lars still wearing them. Yeah, yeah, like fucking the, um, Andrew <laughs> Reynolds. All my supplies. They, they came back. <laughs> if I don't have a fanny yeah. pack. Like, I'm wearing cargos. Those guys, yeah. Andrew Reynolds, and those guys are pushing like wearing wovens back then skating, and then fucking that became cool later on in like early 2000s. And so, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all surf, surfing in the water with them on. Even fucking maneuvers, like sort like it's yeah. insane. You know, yeah. skate is like a lot of shit comes from it. But yeah, for sure. Even Vinny Del Pena is the first guy to put cargo pockets in board shorts. Yeah, I have an with original pair. When I was at ASR, I still own it, and I have to give them to them. And they're pretty long, but they're cargo pocket black. They look like denim, and they have the denim loops and everything. And they're board shorts, 22, three inch. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I gotta give them, I, I wanna put them like in a plexiglass and give them to any of them. Nice. Yeah, that was when I was at ASR. I was a little dude yeah. getting into the industry. So he was so cool to me. <laughs> I remember that to this day. The guy's amazing. So yeah. after that, you, you worked for World Industries, and then- Dwindle, so World broke off from so remember Romero, this girl used to run World, because that split off to be like 
they're, they're kind of blowing it up as every kid's first complete. And then Blind was still core, um, but Mark McKee was still doing all the artwork and all that, but Flame Boy and Wet Willie, Wet Willie were coming out, and it just kind of took off from there. Then we started eight brands under the, the Twindle umbrella that were just nurtured milk and milk. And then I started um, Almost in 2003. Almost? Almost. Day One and... Uh, Day One Rodney. Nice. Yeah. We were doing... Um, we were doing, what we did is like the first round of graphics, all the writers we took, like we, we launched, um, Brian Sheckler went pro and almost, what we get is their prior sponsor, and I got their graphic and just screened almost right over it, and that's how we launched the brand. I mean, people <laughs> were fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that's how what funny. I love about you and the skate industry, yeah. is they say, fuck you, yeah. we don't give There was up. a lot of fuck you. We did a, we did a whole photo shoot in Brian Sheckler's room, and he's young, I gotta show you guys this, and I had a, I put a stack of VHS tapes, sponsor me tapes, and there was like a yes pile, and that was everyone that's gonna be on the Almost squad. Then there was a maybe pile, and then a no pile, but they're all like top names, like from the industry at the time, like Jamie Thomas, but I would misspell their name by two letters or whatever, so I got so many fucking calls, like, fuck you, like whatever. <laughs> How the baby pile like just a little dig, like a little like. And then we came up with Globe Globe ended up blowing it for me, but I made up a fake skater. His name is William Patrick. It's my middle name and Tom Curran, not the surfer, but he he does Red Bull skate uh, program now. His middle name. We made up a fake skater. His name is William Patrick. So I said, never show his face. But half this guy Tyrone Olson, there was a couple of skaters that had to skate for him because they didn't have like a particular style, like Jerry Asu or whatever. And so we were going to go pro with like this a big skater. skater. You Dude. can talk to Ryan Rush about that. I was Holy. at Wally's right here in Placentia with Ryan Rush, and Jamie Thomas came up to me at the time, Trans World publisher, skateboard publisher. He's like, Dude, what the fuck's William Patrick? Because every time. Oh, the guy's blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, interview with him. He's all shoot. Because you got to had a cousin, if he answered the phone, we'll talk about it. Like, yeah, I'll interview with you, whatever. But everything, like Chad Fernandez had 50 50, you know, two trucks down Staples Center. So I was telling people verbally, it wasn't fucking Instagram back then or anything, that he 5 0'd it, Will and Patrick. And then uh, Carlsbad Gap was the other big thing, El Toro. So I was like, oh, dude, this guy, Will and Patrick, fucking fakey flip. MBD. El Toro. Like, full fakey flip. Did he fakey flip fucking Carlsbad Gap? It's like, yeah, dude, he's fucking gnarly. So in the catalog and everything, it doesn't show his face. I just drew like air over his, you know, over. So when they did Rodney versus one round three, I was telling them, don't tell anybody who to don't. Like, you guys have to film it like this. And at the end, the whole premiere and everything, they thanked him or whatever. They thanked the guys that played William Patrick. And I go, you guys just killed Because I was going to turn him pro. It was only myself, one <laughs> other person at Dwindle, the guy, Tom Curran, that's at Red Bull now. What's up, Curran? And, His name's Tom Curran. And um, Dave Carney, the guy that ran Big Brother yeah. magazine. That, that was it. Only knew. It was just a, Dave Carney's like, that's the most genius idea. I go, I want to pull the wool over the eyes of the whole skate industry. Because you know, they already fucking hate me right now because I stole their riders. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so freaking epic. And then where'd you go? After that? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, we have seen a Swedish brand. That was the funnest. I told you on the phone a while back. That's the most fun I've ever had. We SC was like a little ahead of their times because it was you know but Stockholm, Sweden, Gregor. But they had but cool. Yeah. But they had a great look and a great vibe and you know after Super Euro. Euros. For lack of a better word, yeah, influencers, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like they, 
latched yeah. on. It was called We Activists, the program. We had Amy Guther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, she is Amy Guther beautiful was beautiful. She just and came out of Queen his, of skateboarding. Yeah. And um, she, owned, she opened up KCDC. She came Jason out Lee was part of it, right? Jason Lee. And then that, that one weird actor from Fargo that killed the mafia guy or whatever. Oh, yeah, and he was in uh, Lucha, uh, Lucha, Lib- Lucha Libre or Lucha Libre, too. Yeah. Uh, God, he's really The weird good. dude. Uh, Peter Storm, Peter Stormbear. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, so many of those guys, yeah. Yeah, that's a brand and that was... Mercedes, like, so many artists that are still to this day. Alex Prager, I mean, incredible. Sage Vaughn. Sage Vaughn was the, one of the main reactivists. Yeah. And with all them, we, we launched a whole fake subculture called Street Horsing. <laughs> that yeah, was, we I went to that. all the skate park, like the cool skate because it was kind Is of that your idea? spin-off. Actually, I'll give it credit to uh, a guy, Eric. God, a guy, Eric. We were don't talking about up, don't make up another person. It was a big skater idea, but then we were talking about that, and he came up with this whole hey, let's do a whole fix subpart. So they got me a phone. And I forget the guy's name. I have the book still, but we made hardcover books of the whole thing. I shot the photos that. in Sweden of just real professional writers on on the horses. Nobody knew. It was another thing, a big secret. Don't tell anybody. This is how you do it and, or whatever. And then we'd get like Jerry Sue grinding Hollywood and Highland, the, the rail at, at, at Hollywood and High, grinding the rail on a fucking horse. And then Sage Fonts, El Camino or El Ranch, whatever the... His, Horse, we'd have another guy the good old days jumping yeah. over it like uh, it was actually Beth it was Jason Lee's ex-wife like she's another great artist um, jumping over the hood of the car and so it was all like full big subculture yeah Brian Galfondo was a guy's name that we made up was yeah. our that version of, of William Patrick years later and so people would call him and there was this message that he had he was from Galveston Texas I got a Texas fucking area code for it so people would call and the Jacks guys ended up calling me and they're like, hey, we carry we have C. Everybody that comes down here has to do a signing. And we gotta so get we this, carry guy, this, and that. this guy. And I'm all, fuck, really? Like, we, oh, come on, Bobby, we pay so much money to get your light boxes and this and that. Like, fucking, all right, cool. So I went at three in the morning before our signing during the US Open or whatever it was at the time. And I put a bunch of horse shit, <laughs> hay, and, and carrots all over there around the outside or whatever. This guy, <laughs> how the fuck are you pulling off this? Like, at so middle just of the night. kids that get their first here, like, what the fuck is this? So they like put stuff back in bags or whatever. And then we went later on with the street horsing team. And people were coming up like, what's, kids don't give a shit who the athletes are. Yeah. No, just they want free stuff. As long they as they got shit. some. Yeah. Like, they want autographs. Yeah. They want, so we had posters of these street horsing guys were signing and whatever. And we do like fake marks. Like with makeup, it looked like a guy got kicked in the face by a fucking horseshoe. Like, you know, there ain't shit like that. <laughs> Shubin is the marketing machine. <laughs> <laughs> so that was WSC. It was great. It was cool. And then, yeah, a couple of other companies. like. So those boots is real, right? Like this isn't some like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this isn't like a fake yeah. label. The, the really boots are real. Skull, right? <laughs> this is real mascot. This really isn't like. Mascot, right? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. This is legit. It is, it is legit. Hey, this stuff We're is not, really, really tasty. We're on candid camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are on some sort of camera. Joke's on you, Lar. Oh. Hey, we should do every episode. We could just pull all the footage from his camera. We should oh, have yeah. started like, hosting here. No yeah. kidding. Right? Yeah, live yeah. footage. And then we could just like edit all the different cameras. Fucking genius Marty's over here. You guys are welcome. Yeah. Lar's a fart smeller. Yeah, let's do this. I'll be so over here playing the uh, big, big choice. 
uh, a couple Euro companies that tried bringing in, like a company called Rubber Duck from Copenhagen. They did espadrilles. I brought them in, and because the whole Euro thing was kind of cool and colorful then, and put them in like Oak and Urban Outfitter or whatever. And then, um, very long story short, a couple of other smaller companies did the trade show run for like Class ASR with Jason Bates and Class Trade Show Santa Monica Agenda, but Ruka. Um, I was going to work with Ruka for a long time. Pat Tenori and Conan, when TJ Eddington was involved, I'm on the original, we put the original little script together. But then when I found out I was going to make it, I was like, dude, I have to work in the skate industry. I have to, like, my wife, now ex-wife, is, was going to school. So I was like, yeah. So I had to bow out of the Ruka thing. Gotta make money. Me. So for years, yeah. they were like going back in there, and he's like, just give me your office. And I was like, I, I can't make money. Yeah. Make a little money, man. I need it, like... But I wanted to so bad because I knew that thing was going to work and look at Ruka now. It's, yeah. I say, I don't Despite know having Larson work for him, they're still that just, successful. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I, 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 under the radar, bro. Just, <laughs> just flying <laughs> under. Yeah, that guy, I don't know. He's no matter how bad of a job, it's still... <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19 years later? <laughs> yeah, dude, 20 I years. Know, it's coming up on 20. That's yeah, true. we got to have a party for you. I know. Holy Rap. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get one of these. You know, like, <laughs> I know. I'll give you one of those, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's good. They're on fire now. Good old Pat. All right, should we start yeah. talking about? Yeah, I see we transition. So Mac and I, we, we, I've done other stuff. Like we worked for DVS for a bit. They're doing their deal, and we went there to do the marketing and creative. And so Mac and I have done a couple tours of duty together, which has been great. Yeah, like we're great friends. He's a rad guy. I love his whole family, you know, to death. And then. We started working together on certain things. There's a Zoomies project I was going to do. They're just like, come up with a brand, we'll you know sell it. Come up with a brand, T-shirt, whatever it is, funny, just be you, whatever. And I was like, dude, we have this opportunity. My head was a little fried from my divorce and all that shit. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I have the mental capacity to like fuck yeah. with people yet. I'm still like licking my wounds. You know what I mean? Like, and then we worked on that for a bit. A couple of other things. He was doing ghetto juice at the same time. This fucker was always sick because he's doing. Ghetto Juice, <laughs> starting a fucking um, Duffy company, uh, D, uh, DVS. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. can't grinding. be content with just one one no. thing. No, yeah. no grinding, and then yeah. So uh, Ghetto Juice is a huge money maker. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go back though from the beginning because yeah. you come from a royal family. Yeah, royal Huntington Beach surf royal. Really is. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> so Edison. Take us back Take to us Grom back. days. Grom days, uh, surfing Magnolia Beach with my friends, Ed Rapp and Glenn Johnson, and riding our bike every day. And you went to Huntington Beach High? I went or to Edison. Edison. Yeah, this is before high school for sure. Okay. That's when he went, though. Yeah, so no, it was just, yeah, we were riding our bike every day. And then... Um, who, who was your crew? Yeah, it was Glenn nice. Johnson and nice. Ed Rapp, and Ed Rapp's... I'm still my best friend. Yeah. Um, that whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> back in back in back in high days. Back in the day. Hey, you can edit this shit, right, Lenny? <laughs> I said friend. <laughs> I heard best. I heard best. I heard best. Uh, there was you like fat Lad Simpson. Hey, you can have a lot yeah. of besties. All right. It was cool. No, just you know, you're all you yeah. think about is surfing all day long, and and then then uh, high school went to Edison, and we we you. Uh, Cause you're a competitive surfer back then, right? A little bit, yeah. I surf, but I'm competitively surfing. I'm not the best at it. Like I'll be out on the heat. Go ahead, you grab that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but just love surfing and 
um, I did surf a little bit competitively at high school and yeah. level. And, um, but you're like sponsored yeah, so, surfer too, right? You got you got to be sponsored. Right? Yeah, I mean, I was getting clothes from Bill Wong back in the day. Through Mr. Hurley? Through Bob, yeah. Bob. And Reader was the... Um, so epic. What yeah. a good team. Yeah, yeah. he was the, uh, the team guy. And then... Um, but how stoked were you, oh, you know, when, when you're, what, 14 years yeah. old? And, you know, somebody like Reader goes, dude, you're pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm going get, to get you on the team. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Billabong team? I kind of backdoored it a little bit. Well, just... I. <laughs> Three older brothers that surfed, and so I kind of hung out with them, and they kind of paved my way a little bit, and I probably would have got beat up a lot more. Joe Max very modest people. <laughs> I was just gonna say, right? he's playing very modest over yeah. here. No, like, with Bob, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have a contest with just the Mac brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see who wins. Yeah. No, so actually, my brother was riding for awesome. early surfboards back in the day, and so I'd go up and hang out at Bob's um, surf shop right down the street here, and I would. Uh, and then he was like, "Hey, I need someone to." Um, clean my shaving room and you just work that's your first job well, yeah so yeah. from Huntington to Costa Mesa I ride my bike up there and up the was, hill up the hill yeah Fuck. that's a fucking yeah <laughs> I was 13 and so um, it was Bob Hurley Mike Lytle I think Vega surfboards yeah um, Munga there was a couple other ones yeah so I started doing that Munga. and kind of cleaning and shaping rooms and all that and then Bob got Billabong. Um, so when you got that job, how fucking like psyched were you? Uh, when I got my first like brand new Hurley surfboard, I was like, yeah, because Hurley was the shit. Yeah, he was insane. It's, I ha I have written up in a magazine. I don't know when. I slept with like I get a new board. I sleep, <laughs> sleep with, with it. Sleep with it. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, laugh about it, but it was like no, I wasn't alone. I knew when I was saying that, like in your bed, it was like right next to you. It's like fuck. It's like you didn't want it out of your sight. Like, no, it's, it's one thing to be a sponsored kid, yeah. right? And then it's another thing to be a sponsored kid and working for one of the best shapers. Yeah, you know, yeah. like to be that kid in school, like yeah. what, like. Uh, you definitely yeah. got some cloud and some cool factor. Yeah, I ride for Billabong. Yeah, no big deal. But uh, yeah, I work for Bob Hurley. Yeah, no big deal. Remember the Billabong, the real long the shorts? Clam diggers. Yeah, yeah. I would wear those, and people were like, "What the hell are those?" <laughs> yeah. And then they had the corduroy button down that oh. were like yellow and pink, and oh. but at Billy's. Yeah. That was when that was bad Billy's was, was popping on, up, yeah. right? The corduroy shit. Yeah. But the but go, you know like surfer like great surfers were always like your aspiration like oh my gosh like you know, guys in the mag but when you're hanging out with like shapers and bob and you're in that, that you're in that inner circle yeah it was good surfboard yeah. manufacturing you're you're like this is very fortunate this yeah. is very like tom tom was like you know Darlies. yeah he was on the national team he was yeah, on the national yeah. team competitively he's like he was on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> national team and yeah he paved the way yeah. for, for me for sure yeah and, so your and first job was sweeping the shaping room? Um, yeah, I mean, in the industry, yeah. You yeah. delivered newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talk about it all the time on, that was my first job. Yeah. The A lot of kids are, yeah. are, 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 are daily pilot. Uh, me, I had that too. Yeah. yeah. But I tell my kids that, and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you ever seen Who reads newspapers? What, yeah. a newspaper? yeah. what is that? No, what is a newspaper? <laughs> 
we were just like, don't fucking rain, don't fucking rain, don't fucking rain. <laughs> I don't want to put him in the bag. I hate the bag. It'd take too long to put him in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> this is a lot of work. And my, then my dad would drive me around in yeah. the rain, so I didn't have to ride my bike. No way. Yeah. You'd have to develop two techniques, one, one on a bike and one in the car, right? Yeah, like yeah. in the window. like Yeah, no, I had it down. That's right, they put plastic bags on every newspaper when it yeah. rained. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Did you guys deliver to fucking Whittier in Montebello? Uh, nope. <laughs> so did you, were you successful in the amateur surfing or? No, I mean, just all right? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to be Kelly Slater, so. I would have been if yeah. it wasn't so fucking No, and bad. also like, I was, also, I was like, you know what, I knew I wasn't going to be like top dog and, and I'd be 10 years into it and like, hey, I think I told Bob this too, I'm like, I, I'd be 10 years into it, like, hey, Bob, can I get some money for uh, to get up to Santa Cruz? Like, that's how you, they were back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have no money, and like, so I don't want to be that. You'd hustle. Be, yeah. I thought it'd be a little bit more successful. So, what were, were you, you into design? Sorry to interrupt, but were you doing the design or doodling or and stuff like as a kid? Like, what? No, a little what bit, like drawing on my peaches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, that's kind of like when surf consumes your yeah. life, and you're at school, and you're like, when yeah. do I fucking get out of here? I want to go surf. and you know, you're looking at the clock and... Your brother was already in design. Yeah, right? so that's kind of how I got so, into it. I mean, I was doing a little doodling, but nothing like... I figured if an apple yeah. didn't fall far from the tree. Like, you guys are all creative. Jim, that's the one that made the nunchucks with the girls on the peachy that are handing off the baton, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the hatchet. Yeah, the hatchet. <laughs> on the baseball bat. With spikes in it. And then the... the he never patented it, so I tried to it. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. The Air Force ones that says, uh, aim high. I'm yeah, high. I'm high, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> high. that's where you mark out the A. Holy shit! Oh, like, so, transitioning out of oh, well, I, well, that was at I was cleaning the shaping room, and then I got a job at Infinity Surfboard when I was sixteen. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like we always talk about how impressionable like surf yeah. shops are, and where you yeah. like the DNA of like where you go and hang out, like what shop. Yeah. It was back then, and it was like the guy like Mike Myers and. Um, Mike Myers. Mr. Smooth. Yeah. Um, I forget a bunch of the other older guys that kind of like... Where was Infinity at? On Main Street? You know where Sessions is now? The second yeah. shop? That yeah. was it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. And then uh, the Things for Your Head was next to it. The head shop. Yeah. And then Eldon Liquor. Eldon's still there. Still, still there. there. Yeah. yeah they Last know. man standing. Yeah. Oh, they're not selling out. That's like <laughs> revenue king. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool there. And then um, and then Peak Wetsuits, they offered me a job. So I started working for Peak Wetsuits. I worked there for like three or four years. Wow. Yeah, what cool. were you doing there? Um, I was packing boxes and started that. And then I was running the surf team. And hey, who brought Peak Wetsuits here? John Howitt. Okay. John Howitt, yeah. So him and um, his wife girlfriend at the time, Tracy, they were like my second parents. They took care of me. Super rad people. You got to speak up a little bit more. <laughs> Hi. And then, uh, uh, I'm just yeah. saying. And then, yeah, so I uh, yeah. um, was there, and then I got, sorry to interrupt, I, my, I bought a peak wetsuit, because obviously everybody was infatuated with Mark Ocalupo. Yeah. You know, we had Tom Kern, Mark yeah. Ocalupo. They were super bright. Beach, mm -hmm. Beach Surf Center, which which Duke, you know, ended up, you know, buying, and it was two blocks from my house. And I'd ride over there every day, like every frothing grom, and they got the suits, and it was, I want that one, which was pink and blue and yellow, whatever. And it was just a, whatever the- Overlock. Over, overlock, earthworm seams. Overlock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein seams. Yeah. 
and I yeah. was rashed, like <laughs> fucking neck to f- ankle. Yeah, you loved I, it. No, 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 no. But but just wear a rash guard. I did. Yeah, they turtleneck. Didn't have up rash and over. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, they had started, up and over. Up and over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> up and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're all bad. Turtleneck was so bad. But anyways, like. Peak wetsuits, like they were the shit. They were the fucking shit. Aki with the blue and like royal blue and yeah. not royal green, yeah. royal blue and yellow. They had everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my they gosh, had the brightest wetsuits. Uh, He's like one of the first easy surfers. Yeah, yeah. so, so cool. when did you start getting into like graphic arts? Yeah, graphic art. So Tom, my brother, had a design studio, and I was like twenty, I think, and I was going to Orange Coast College and just getting through school, and then. He's like, hey, can you help me out with my new design studio? So I started helping him out and just kind of cutting Ruby. It's called like a silkscreen kind of production. And and then I'd run to the, um, he'd get like a design project from some company. I'd run to the library and get all these different books and research. Zer- and yeah. You told yeah. us about that. Yeah. yeah. And you, so I would get them and, and Xerox them and, and just bring them back and he would just cut them up and so that was like part of this creative process right back then yeah because yeah. there was no internet there's yeah you had encyclopedias yeah. you had books you had the library that's yeah your yeah. only so, kind of so source when he of, like instructed you to go to the library did he like go to the, he said hey joe go to the library and look for this or did he yeah for sure he kind of outlined everything because i was like what the hell are you yeah. talking about? Because I was kind of new to it, but yeah. in his mind, he knew what to do. But that's why he needed <laughs> he, need, he needed yeah. a runner. That's a yeah. fucking rad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So and had, bits of how old? Um, what's the difference in age between you and Tom? Tom, I think he's six years older. Six years yeah. older. So, yeah. and you're y- the youngest of four. I'm youngest of five. Five. So Four yeah. in between Joe Tom Max and I. Eighty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but like you know, just because. You know, here you are going to work, you know, for your brother's, you know, creative company. Yep. And, you know, you're looking for experience and he knows what to do and, and he's giving you direction. I mean, how much did you learn during that time? Uh, shit ton. Yeah. So man. much. Yeah. So, I mean, from that, I was do- helping him out. And then I'm like, hey, maybe I should start doing some freelance, freelance and then go to school for art. Yeah. So that's when I kind of switched you, everything. You lived in San Diego for a while, right? Yeah, I, Beach? I went to San Diego State. Yeah. For the graphic uh, design program and you, lived in Michigan. You didn't try to make the OC like surf team? OC? I was on the, no, you know what? I was on the Golden West. Golden West. Team. Oh, the, which was good too. Um, who's the coach? Um, small Hispanic guy. Eddie, uh, no. What's so, but yeah, but I was going to, I was going to Orange Coast, but I was taking a couple of classes at, at, um, at, at uh, uh, Raul Duarte. Oh, Raul. <laughs> Raul. So, um, Ooh, the surfer Golden West. Uh, and when was it? Remember when I was working at Huntington Surf and Sport, and I said, "Hey, can you draw up a bunch of logos for us? Because yes. we're going to try to launch HSS Clothing." Yeah. And I had Joe no come way. up with a bunch of graphics. Yeah. I did. And my ins- my inspiration was the Lenny Kravitz uh, font. Okay. And he made, you know, a bunch of HSS Huntington Surf and Sport. Did you guys use them, or did you guys buy anything? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Less than market value. Yeah, right. <laughs> Twenty-five dollars of design. Hey, we'll give you. I sticker. thought it was just to add to your resume. Like, hey, I you did this pro bono. Six wax cost. <laughs> I did this pro bono. I gave you two bars, bro. <laughs> I gave you yeah, two bars of cool humps and a comb. That was back in the day. That was way back in the day. But, but I mean, growing you know, growing up in the surf industry, you had probably so much like opportunity to like, well, 
I like that brand, but maybe I could tweak what they're doing. You know, like sure, yeah. You know, you're yeah. looking at the opportunity so, out there. I well, mean, just where we live and the kind of the epicenter of all these brands. Like, yeah, you're right in the middle of it, so you know, like what's crap and what's good, and yeah. Like, so you kind of so, put it in the hole. So after you graduated, what yes. was your first like real job? First job <laughs> was with Tim Mailing, and he did was Magic Johnson T-shirts. Right. And so Magic I, the Laker, yeah, Johnson, yeah. They were all over prints, and actually Tim hired Tom when he got out of high school or when he got done with college. Tim. Tim uh, Mailing. Okay. Yeah, he's an older surfer dude, um, but his first job at Vision. So he hired Tom For out Vision. of college, and then he hired me out of my. How funny! Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? The same guy that hired same your guy. brother. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so this I, guy yeah. was working with Magic Johnson. Yeah, so he did all the creative for Magic Johnson t-shirts. And so, I mean, oh. it was insane. We'd get there about 10 in the morning and we would... After the <laughs> Yeah, like, so whatever. <laughs> raging all night. And that's kind of when Vulcan was Where was starting. his office? Just right here in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Actually, it butted up to Vulcan's first little warehouse. Off and, um, Whittier. Yeah, yeah Whittier. Yeah. Brioso Park. Holy shit. So, but we would, like, get to work and, like, draw and just cruise, smoke a joint, and like, <laughs> it was crazy, it was fun. Yeah. Um, got paid for it, yeah, it's good. That's the creative yeah. process, right? That's where you're at. So. so how long did you do that? I was for? there for about a year, uh, for about a year, and then um, I got a call from, I think my brother through Danny Kwok, and it's like, hey, Surfer's looking for an assistant art director. Surfer Magazine? Surfer Magazine, yeah. Wow. So I was, um, yeah, I'm like, cool, that sounds Sounds pretty cool. So I went for an interview and I didn't hear anything back. And then apparently I heard that I failed the, the interview. Um, Ghosted. But um, <laughs> that's not the case. I just found that out about three months ago. But so, but I, um, wait, what? So wait, I'll, wait. I'll, I'll get to that story. Okay. Um, apparently, <laughs> I hear that too. Apparently, apparently I failed it, failed the interview. And so, but then um, Matt Patterson and I went to um, uh, Europe like backpack, we were there for like a month and we were wow. just cruising and my, I talked to my mom one day and they're like, hey, yeah, Surfer Magazine's looking for, they, they want you to give them a call. I think they you got the job. And this was like a couple months after I interviewed. So, so I worked at Surfer for a year and a half. So what was the- uh, Assistant art director. I know, but you said that you failed. Okay, so I, um, so we were on a Mescal mission up in Northern California like yes. three months ago at Old Princeton Landing. That's the whole other story we have yeah. to tell about yeah. Brian at Old yeah. Princeton Landing. So yeah. we were up there and it's like our first trip going up there to Slang Mescal and we're in this rad bar and we it's right at Mavericks. It's, it's like the bar where everyone at Mavericks like hangs out and like surfs and and then Steve Hawk's name came up. He always comes in here. I'm like, no way, Steve, I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. And so Steve came right down and we were like hanging out and eating and drinking and I told him that story. I'm like, I thought I failed my first interview and he's like, that's not what I know. You didn't fail it. <laughs> so uh, the whole time for this, all these years, I thought I failed. Yeah, my interview because it took so long for them to get back to you. Yeah, or th that's what someone told me. Like I just yeah. failed because I didn't know how to interview. I mean, like, so you're like, fuck it, I'm going to Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. How long did you work at Surfer for? I was there a year and a half. Yeah, eighteen Quick months, bro. Hey, yeah. you're 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 on, you're on this guy's program yeah. over here. Where your girlfriend's about eighteen months yeah. as well, because yeah. this guy is like uh, double dipping over here on rotation. It's about how long the war lasts, too. Huh? Yeah, right. So after Surfer, then. So Surfer magazine. Then I was working there, and then I think I was at a contest down as an OP pro or somewhere. You hear that? He's at a contest. 
Whoa. <laughs> and oh, uh, I ran into Bob Hurley, and Bob's like, "Hey, I'm looking for um, I'm looking for a graphic artist." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll look into it." And he's like, "No, I want you." <laughs> well, then he's like, "Well, what about you?" And I'm like, mm, "All right, yeah." And so my that surfer my <laughs> my. That's how modest the motherfucker. My initial pay. Hey, we're looking, I'll find someone for you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean me? Yeah. yeah. No, my initial my initial pay per year at Surfer was seventeen thousand dollars. What? <laughs> and loving it. <laughs> and loving it. Did that be any like uh, surf trips or any celebrity? No, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. got to go to Hawaii. So it's a perks too. Hey, you know, perks, it's an introduction. Yeah. Dude, like, everyone's talking about couple years back so seventeen thousand yeah, dollars back yeah. then was like seventeen thousand five hundred dollars yeah. yeah that's better than the 17 grand i work i i got paid to work for yeah right. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that came out of my wallet to hit right. the road hit the road so 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 bob said no i want you to work for well me. no he's like what about you and i'm like oh wow that sounds kind of cool um and, and so yeah that process started and i and that's when he was doing billabong and so and were you living local so it was yeah, like was right there because i was surfer here. was down in dana point yeah i was driving down there and, and now you're before, like before the toll road and i'd have to drive all the way around and then i'd drive the, the coast back so you're like wow maybe a better opportunity right yeah. in my backyard and but obviously it's bob and every you know he's a celebrity in himself already well, nicest yeah. guy yeah, yeah. Generous he, and Joe still talks so good about Bob. Yeah, like he's insane. We haven't had one yeah. guest, and we've had a lot of guests that yeah. all know Bob because he's a you know. He's a good Some, guy. He's someday a, he's gonna get on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someday I don't know. He's kind of oh, scared. Someday he'll he be might on have the to show. fly to Hawaii. Yeah. I know. I'll kid- or Bali. Don't forget I'm oh, Russian. Yeah, I'll kidnap his ass <laughs> and bring him to you guys. It's fine, Bob. I'm gonna kidnap you. Hey, we can do it on location in Hawaii or Bali. I'm totally fine with that. Bob, hook us up. Let's go. Indies three. So you tell me. So, like three times zero. You and your brother, Tom, have created images that are iconic that people don't know. You know what I mean? That that you guys created, right? And you're, did, did hopefully it's you. Well, first and foremost, the Nose Boost logo, okay? Yeah. Of course. Who, the rest, I mean. But, yeah. but no. the Hurley. So your contribution to the brand was the the logo, which, I mean, that is. Could you guys look Rustic and killer. Sorry, that came out, so, right. so Billabong. Sorry. Bob's transitioning out of Billabong. Yes. Who creates all the imagery for Hurley? So, he, what do you mean? Like, the whole... The my, my part, my part, well, so he needed, he said he wanted to do the, the Hurley aim, so that was cool. Then he's like, come up with a logo, or come up with some ideas. So I wrote down, I, I thumbnailed a bunch of sketches, and he also reached out to other people, and there was like a room full of logos, like on the ground, everywhere. And uh, and they got weeded down to a few of them, and then... Um, yeah, we did down to a few, and then they're like, which ones you guys like? And I think it was me, Bob, and Steve, or I think Gomez, and um, they're like, let's pick that one, and it was mine. And so, from my sketch, Steve went in and like illustrated it up. And Long story short, happen. Joe Mack, the modest one, came up with the Hurley logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, I'm surprised he didn't use a Q or like a T for Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> like, those other guys, boy, he used the H. No, but. No, I get it. Coming out of the gates, like, sure, Hurley was known for surfboards before. Yeah. 
but clothing it's it was totally new and billabong was billabong the dominant brand at the time and he was exiting out of a surefire thing with billabong you know taking on the 70 million dollar company a year yeah taking on the risk and task of starting a new brand and the way you guys came out was fucking sheer genius when it came out. Guns of Blazing. Guns of Blazing yeah. where people were like, no other brand has had the success so quickly fast, yeah. as Hurley did. Everything, I don't think ever. Everything clicked. Everything clicked from like the, the marketing by Gomez and I mean the sales force and the, ti- the so timing, the, nine, nine, the work, nine, nine, the nine, everything. 999. Nine. Nine, nine. So Bob just, it was 1999 the year we launched. And so thought it was Christian. It, it was, that's when the internet first started coming out. <laughs> yeah. So it was early '99. Yeah. And so that just was our website. Up. Yeah. Because we couldn't get the early name. So it was 999. And so then 999 was kind of a marketing thing. Where, yeah. So and 999 was happened to killer band. So. So who music. came up with the 999? It just it, I think it was Bob or Bob, Bob or Gomez. I don't, I'm not really sure. Okay. Probably Joe Mac. <laughs> for this, for the sake of the show, you know, Matt, I did not. Give you no, for the sake of life. But I mean, they'll push it all upside. that, right? All these things that the imagery and yeah, the, well, I did all the, the advertising. Footage. Yeah, the advertising. Yeah. I did all that for the first four or five years, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've helped, but yeah. You know, there's some good. We did some. Without good Joe Mac, Hurley would be fucking shit. No way. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. No. <laughs> there was a um, part of it. No, that was fucking That's sick because right. everyone's tripping, right? Like, cool. remember all like, the hell is this? Remember the neon like yes. t-shirts and oh, yes. Blink One Eighty Two crushed it too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. they were they were on huge when yeah. MTV was at its prime. Yeah. And yeah, well, Blink Blink had at least a song or two or three in every Taylor movie, yes. and yeah. you know, and every they video were, they had, it was like all Hurley. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was that culture, that timing, that youth, and that's what they went after. There and was they, so many killed it. You know, everything clicked. That was one of the first times that lifestyle marketing was really like, oh shit, yeah, that's big. And then you see like DC get shit on Adam Sandler during MTV Music Awards and yeah. stuff like that. But those weren't that like Blink One Eight Two thing. Everybody refers to goes back to that. But yes. that wasn't like what we would say today is like an influencer. Like, oh, I'm gonna go get this band like yeah. Benji and Don, uh, um, and Tom DeLonge. Yeah. They yeah. lived together, and like he was yeah. surf yeah. and. They were embedded in the culture as well, so it wasn't like it was endemic. It was organic. It was all their friends. They were all. They were all Bob and just like the show. Yeah, just like our guests. Yeah, our guests. Like the rest Yeah. But that's you know, like going back to it wasn't you know wasn't staged or forced. It was just kind of nice. But when they came out with Hurley nine nine nine, yeah, it was like the Bible thumpers came to the store and they're like. Why is this? What is this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Jailer, my mom's questioning me on that. I'm like, Mom, I think that's when they started. It was good, but where's the one? You it's know? upside down 666. Yeah. These guys are Satan worship. But she's the one that crushed all my Sticks albums and Ozzy albums that crushed, crushed the tape in front of me. Like, all right. <laughs> like, I Mom, so. I, I don't live by the lyric. I yeah. like the sound, the yeah. beat, and the energy, and like you exactly. know, like, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsi, Mom. Yeah, yeah. she's like, give it to me. Why yeah. am I with the Pepsi? I have to listen to fucking Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> 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 
that was that her mix? Sure, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. tortured by your parents. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> I get a little Peter Paul and Mary, and I'm like, dude, aren't they like talking about drugs, mom? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Peter, Paul, and Mary? Why, why did you tell me not to spy you? Not telling me to stop. I want you to make an ass of yourself. That's what friends are for. I want I want that ankle to like roll over like when you That's jump off that stool. Huh? Linda's got gout, hey, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> Linda's got gout. <laughs> Hey, these bar stools, he, he can't touch the ground, so don't let him fall off. <laughs> hey, oh. I heard they're scouting across the street for Cocoon 3. You want to get in that movie? The movie's <laughs> over, man. Uh, <laughs> is there uh, an going hey. on? <laughs> you guys, if you want to have this much fun, go to your local bar, request it, go to your oh, local retailer, and ask for oh. Dose Boots. Yes. The best. Help us. Mescal. That's Mescal out boots. there. Yeah. The whole thing here is we've been talking about our backgrounds, which is, and it's because of guys like Bob Hurley and like the Ryan Rushes and like the Paskowitz or whoever, Flecky or whoever, like, you know, um, Carlos Wood. Gave, you, gave you a chance and made you, yes. gave you opportunity and 100%. Yep. took you under their wing. Pat Tenori yep. took me to Hurley right when they transitioned to Hurley and I saw Gomez and, and that was, I still have a spring suit that Paul Go, Gomez handed, handed to me. And Bob was in the warehouse, and we're all talking. I got that spring suit. I use it for fucking um, costumes now, but <laughs> with a puka shell necklace and whatever else. Yeah, totally. But just around the ankles. It's the people. The key thing that, like, like Jlar and, and Lyndon, it's the industry that has really helped us tee up so much. Is he going to be your next like business <laughs> host? Yeah. So much those boots. The late night with Chalky <laughs> slash Shuby show. <laughs> no, I, we won't call it success, but like literally, it's people have been helping us elevate to the next level, the next level, and open up accounts and this and that. And this is all industry. But this is Gothard, and this is you know Tom Mac, and this is yeah. uh, Frizzell. We're at a river jetty, and he tells Joe Mac and I, he's like, dude, on Thursday, be at Ola Pacific City. Be there at four o'clock. Go see Zach and. and Trevor, Travis, Tre yeah, Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Okay, yeah. We go there, and they're like, "Dude, you guys are like, we do our whole spiel, and it's not scripted or anything. It's pretty funny just seeing us three just like this shit talk." <laughs> yeah. And then we show a couple of videos of how our labels made out of the pulp of the agave, and they're like, "We surf, like here we are yeah. in fucking Oaxaca, and whatever." And the whole story, Sport and they're like, man. "Dude, you guys are already." We were buying a case anyway. Yeah. We didn't have to do that. But you had him at hello. So much yeah. of the success of that. That's, that's, I mean, like the local brands. Too. Hey, I mean, it's yeah. good to have a Suge Knight guy over here that's like <laughs> huge and could just squash anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Out the back alley, you fucking buy this shit or I'm going to freaking. <laughs> you only want one case? Yeah. yeah. That's so no, weird. it comes in a six pack, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Cases. No. And at the end of the day, it was just kind of like a. So, uh, and I just. Carlos, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, what did you get here, dude? I've been just drinking mezcal, I guess. He's, 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 been, he's been playing on the machine, Marty. He hasn't heard this story yet, right? You're, yeah. not, you're like one of us. Uh, huh? I just heard Joe Mac going, hey, Carlos talks a lot. I'm like, okay, I'll let you No, but we all talk a lot. As all things Except happen, you know, like how we all kind of connect our things in us or early life yeah. with surfing and all this whole thing is real as well as how it connected with mezcal and it was not even like anything that we forced or 
It was yeah. just like I was doing a market analysis, and I I, I think no. there's a hole in the you know no, the business. No, 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 no you guys. Percent. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> just as this whole stories that we've been talking about, it's just been what it is. Been like, yeah. Uh, Total yeah, natural. So we've all brand builded, we've all marketed, we've done sales. Joe Max, the most creative guy, you know. What I mean? And, and what? It's all about <laughs> like we've been talking. We knew what we were doing, like everything else, recipe wise. But we're getting into a new endeavor like agave spirits, which is very serious. Like it's 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 for sure yeah. artisanal, ancestral. It's, it's fucking bananas. It's almost intimidating. Like, so we went to college like for it. The we did it for four years before we launched. So going back, you you met Rebel surfing at the beach at, at River Jetty. Yeah, I knew about him. And what's funny is like later on, fucking months later, we're like, he's like, oh, here's my brother, and we're all wait, your brother's fucking Francis like. He does the distribution for DVS over here. He's done fucking Rook. Like, Julia knows him from Rook. Like, it's, it was fucking small world shit. I just, I just yeah. heard someone like, hey, a Russian's trying to kill you at River. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta go make peace. <laughs> yeah, so we just started talking about, like, like, dude, the servants don't make, don't move your whole fucking family out here. He has three boys, like, rad guys. Yeah. Carlos, Adrian, Marcos. I was like, what? And your wife's gonna start teaching here. Like, bro, be careful. Like, the industry, what do you have? And he's all, and we're start talking joking safety net, and then we start going fucking slices, Massimo's on Brookers. Got I ate their tank. You, know, you did okay, yeah. And a sandwich there today. We started talking. That was that was our office. Our garages were our office. Still yeah. are. You know, still. <laughs> and and so we just started talking about like conceptualizing, conceptualizing, and that was, that so was it. What? When do you remember the day that who who? You were already, you've done Carlos, the scout business before. Yeah. You yeah. knew the opportunity and how. And then he hadn't been there for years because we were all doing nut industry stuff. And yeah, clothing so, and yeah. shoes and whatever. So that was the nature of the beast. And, and that's how I left the house and just kind of like, okay, you're on your own. Go swim in the financial world. And just being in Mexico, it's just not easy. You yeah. know, I mean. Yeah. But when you, guys, when you guys met, right? And, and did you tell him like, hey, I, yeah. I have an idea for this brand. Yeah. yeah. With the, we were talking about Bobby, like safety net and what's fucking cool. Like Mexico's fucking rad and surfing and this and that. I don't know how it transitioned to that very point, but at that point we're all kind of like going, fuck, there's something here. Yeah. yeah. Like there's like, I want to work together. I yeah. think we got yeah, something. Because Joe Mack and I can't start a Mescal company now. There's people that do that and you can tell looking at their Instagram. It's no diss. Like all these Mescal brands are like, we look up to them. And they're growing the pond of Mescal. That's a Dick Baker. Yeah, uh, growing that's the pond. actual Dick Baker's. They're growing the pond, and that's very important to us. Mescal is still new here, but it was very fucking new four years ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we're all talking about like, okay, cool, and, and, and this, and we're like, we can't do this without fucking like Carlos is the guy. Okay, cool, dude. You be, you use your connections. We are fucking dialed here. We're connected. We're connected here. We're connected in fucking Russia. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, Japan, like fucking yeah. Ger Germany, Europe. I've done global fucking in sales market. Like, what? Fuck, we could be global yeah. if we want. Yeah. And but all it takes. That's what we know. Start. We know Miami. We know. But right now, we're just focusing on California. Yeah. Just get this going. Yeah. No investors. No fucking bosses like in the surf industry that fucking own a company that don't even fucking paddle. They talk about it. And that's in every industry though. Like, yeah. you, you know, you throw money in, you throw like, you know, your yeah. degree behind oh, it and this yeah. and that. And you think like, oh, 
you know, 101, I could yeah. make this work. And, and authenticity shines. And, it and, and, really does. And, yeah. Well, especially in this. Copycat so and, and shallow and, you know, it's only going to get you so far. But and everything yes. just connected, like yeah. how I, you know, went from the Gulf Coast to Oaxaca, the, you know, one of the places of Mezcal in Mexico. Yeah. And it's all legit. And even back then, Mezcal was not that popular in Mexico either. You know, like, it would so be tricky. like... Yeah, it was kind of like a trip. Like people would just go like, I mean, we would have people coming from the mountains and just like, hey, we have this mezcal. And, yeah. and that's kind of like where like, oh shit, okay. Cool. Wasn't even like, branded or anything. No, no. Nah. I mean, it was just like plastic bottle. jugs. and. But everybody had their own little tweak. Probably they're all a little different. So, so and four years ago, you decided to come up with a brand. Who came up, who came up with the name? We were all... And going well, back and forth. I guess we all pitched in. We were all still like, at DVS talking about it, like literally storyboards on the ground, <clears throat> like when everybody's gone on Sundays and stuff like that. Going through imagery and yeah, and we we were gonna we we're gonna call it Presidio, which is a Presidio, yeah, Mexican prison. And Joe Matt came up with the idea of like the logo that he wanted, and we saw the logo. We're like, fuck, we have to go. That's around. a logo. Now we got to go. It wasn't only about the imagery, but he came up with like a look, and we're all. Like there's, we have to come up with something that fits that, yeah. right? So then, am I um, this, is it safe to say that it looks like a wanted sign? It kind of has like maybe. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let Mac do the talking on okay. that well, one. Kind of has that kind of like Mexican rustic vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, but it was more like a stamp. Like mm -hmm. there was because I saw I was doing research on other brands. Did you go to the library and. Yeah, Tom and I. Shit. Yeah, Xerox machine. <laughs> and there was nothing like with a stamp, kind of of a branding of a stamp. So right. that's kind of the vibe I wanted. And black and white, yeah, kind of cool and punk rock. <laughs> and it's easy, like easy. You can read it easy. And so wide nose boots. Why not chest boots? Why? Why not? Yeah, three amigos. I mean, like, now, come on, you guys. At the end of the day, it was more like the Mexican and the and the white boys. Yeah, <laughs> we have the two cultures together. Yeah, that's, oh, that's just boots. The, the two boots are coming together. Yeah, so so we, it, it was just kind of like, again, this was just kind of like a step-by-step, -step, just like, why not? One thing led to the other, and then we're like, we're already in drinking like this wild that guy where, where, where the most creativity comes out yeah, after exactly. a couple of drinks the yeah. barriers come down you let you let loose <laughs> you know so, yeah so it it's just those meat. boots salute so salute. salute is you know like the just the, the, like just literally it's a it, it's a short for all for story it's just like me coming from mexico and these guys from this yeah. You know, like it, it's just the the, the the two cultures just kind of like coming together it's just yeah. the two boots so and then we used a span a word in Spanish, dos, meaning two, and then boots in English. So it That's was good. just it, it's uh, deep right there, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot. I'm of feeling the. Yeah, so you're so feeling the, you're the feeling the, the booze. That's what I'm you're feeling. feeling. <laughs> yeah, and the word flows too. And it, at the end of the day, that's just real. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's nothing that we forced into, or so. So that just was just part of what the whole story and. And so that way you just yeah. keep it straight all the time. Hey, like you go back to how it started and it was just like, hey, just like reality hit. It's well, we like talk, we talk, I mean, every, every guest we've ever had pretty much and everybody we talk to, you know, you have surfing as like the common denominator, you know, and you appreciate like your, each other's backgrounds and where you're at and stuff. But, you know, having that like respect and that appreciation for that like you know that person you're like 
Okay, he's one of us. He's like yeah. one of the tribesmen, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, you guys know you're going to have, obviously, similarities and references and people, and it's going to, you know, because it's all about networking. Yeah, camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're all, you know, you're all going to always have, you know, your own opinions and your own take or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, all, what do we want to do? We want to create a brand. We want to make money. And we want to surf. Yep. Like, and... And you guys are doing the best of, of both worlds. You can create your own brand, and at the end of the day, hopefully you're going to get this. It's, little, it, it's just kind of like putting another coin into our story. You yeah. know? It's like, okay, it's just like running out of time. Okay, boop, put another quarter, and it just keeps going. Like, it's just we're surfing, we're having fun, but you that's have, what it's yeah. all about. Like, Meeting me like, really good people. Yeah, but so, you, you had a little agricultural background with your family, yeah. and you guys come from the, you know, both from the sales, surf industry, sales, design. but like, I mean, to undertake... You know, a, a, a new adventure that's not your profession. Expertise. No. Expertise. Yeah. Like, that's got to be... We're I learning. mean, we're definitely well, learning for sure. <laughs> like, like, like she even well, said... Well, have the expertise. Well, yeah. she even <laughs> said this is our, our four-year college, you know, plan and an internship or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And you guys were subsidizing your income. You guys had your own little other... Because you can't... You know, start something and yeah. on your own without investors. So four years ago, the concept was born. <coughs> started. Yes. Started. Well, uh, yes. We didn't name it until a bit later. Yeah. yeah. Years later. Yeah. So what? Uh, you know, not that it took you so long, but what? What was the? Don't hurdles? forget, there's COVID in there. Yeah. Literally, yeah. like everybody says, oh, COVID, but no, it did fucking put a monkey wrench in our shit. Yeah. For at least a yeah. year, over a year. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, like all those COVID delays and then us trying to figure out our, our juice too, yeah. like, hey, who's the right guy? And then like, oh, guess what? The office is closed again because of COVID. We're like, damn, okay, cool. Like, yeah. okay, on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Tape wise too, that's a yeah. big one. We start bringing stuff and people were like, we'd go to connoisseurs of Muscular, which were, there wasn't much here at the time in Southern California, especially Orange County. Because uh, it's like bigger LA, San Francisco, especially in San Diego. Like Frisco and San Diego are like legit. Those guys are like a bunch of alcoholics. Pro. <laughs> well, they're just they're connoisseur. Like they yeah. have mixologists that are fucking gnarly, and and it's catching on in Orange County. It's cool. But um, and we'd go like and taste their stuff. They'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And we're like, "No fuck, man. We don't have like we clean, can't clean be pretty good. Money. It's got to be." Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. the best you've ever had. Yep. We don't have Clooney money. Where Joe Mac and I don't have Clooney looks. Carlos does. That's what we brought. We actually brought Carlos on for the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Only yeah. for the photos. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. You for the muscle, this guy for the brand. I don't know. Just <laughs> where's my check? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, you got to look at everything that like, it takes to brand build and, you know, yeah, sure. obviously oh, having see. a product name and obviously, you know, like, you know the history of what you know what it's behind what's behind the label yeah. but it's got to taste of, fucking good quality of product too yeah so for product wise still we've bumped into like super good people like that are like purist yeah you know, like oh, yeah. they're just like all about the culture and they i mean they're lecturing us about all these things and i mean at the end of the day i experienced that when i was growing up and just like around the whole mezcal culture and I mean, you get to understand a little bit of where things are at, and so it, it's been, of course, and not polished in all of this, but you know, you kind of grew up with it. Yeah. And back then, even just probably, like, even tequila or mezcal in Mexico was like, oh, that's just kind of like for, 
uh, the, all these other guys that are not too too cool like and they were like into whiskeys and just like because it's imported and different it's, kind of, they it's just kind of classes yeah. so they're like oh this is a cool stuff and, and reversing that here and then uh, and then you get to translate it when tequila started getting popular here back in the i would say mid 90s early 2000s like it just took off and people even in mexico were like before they were like oh i only drink whiskey they're like oh i drink tequila now yeah. and it's so it's kind of like you know like everything it's a matter of like of perspective and like um so it if we've just we're just learning the, yeah. the ropes i guess um so you guys finally decided to launch this year yeah uh april we april launched. this year yeah. Yeah. i was plumbing in huntington and these guys text me to pick up the first shipment that got to England. That's a whole nother story, by the way. He's Plumbing. Uh, yeah. Is that a code word for yeah. oh, we yeah. all hey, laying pipe? And we're at Donkey D's, but we're, let's not talk about yeah. We all have day we all have day jobs. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we just picked up our shipment that landed in Inglewood. And long story short, they brought it over so we could do a photo with our first batch that we picked up of twenty something boxes or whatever it was, cases of so like the guy I'm plumbing with Andy he like took a photo of us and like here we go we're launching so it was like at that Day point we're like let's get our Instagram going let's get we already had an account yeah we were like we, we want to no make sure the name's locked it took forever to get the register registration in, in Mexico here we've had friends again industry help family help yeah, yeah. that we've been part decades that like a, a stance connection a lawyer like we yeah. love you Kelly we love you that have like like insane like yeah. it's been yeah there's too many oh, people to mention yeah. right now yeah. and we don't want to leave anyone out but thank so you so much help yeah we really appreciate yeah. because literally it's our money we we started this brand with less than it cost to start a car it's connections it's hard work and whatever and yeah, yeah we've had to put more money to it but we don't want investors yet we're not ready we're gonna need it we're gonna need it but we want to build real estate we're on the road and we're delivering man. Yeah. we even deliver to the stores to the restaurants because yeah. we yeah. want to hear them say hey you guys you, are idiots. you wanted to talk about that first road trip that you guys took right yes dude that's a big one when we yeah. went north that was like our first major like and that was in april or was it may or what probably end of april i think it was like two weeks in maybe maybe Pretty soon three weeks in i can look at our instagram like when we posted about yeah. it because joe maxall <laughs> <laughs> i posted something and i didn't know how to do the when you post a video, the, the first shot on an Instagram, you could change the, the cover shot. The cover shot, yeah. And it's a picture of Joe Mac driving. He's all, "What the fuck, dude? Look at my nose." He's all fucking. He goes, "I could fucking light a cigarette in the rain, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking saw it. I'm sorry, but we can't go back. We got like 17 likes. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, this is huge. You can't change it's that. Fucking, we're blowing up. And that's uh, just, and that's the simplicity of just. And Dude, just we laugh our asses off on the road, by the yeah, way. It's yeah, fucking yeah, gnarly. Yeah. Like, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Carlos and I will share beds and all, all fucking stripped down. It was like a full on grassroots jump in the car, hit every bar, yes. restaurant. Cold yeah, we're showing up. Well, like, not every. It's a lot of like, hey, go see blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Todd, Todd Presho in Huntington. River Jetty Royalty was like I was we were Christmas at his house in 2019 or 18 and he's like hey this guy Brian owns a bar Old Princeton Landing in um, Half Moon Bay and he owns a bar he'll carry your stuff when you guys launch and I'm all fuck that's awesome we already have one bar guys hey guys we're fucking hey 
this is we gotta count and he does the he does the mavericks contest and all the boards for mavericks are hanging in his bar perfect he knows fucking jeff i don't care if he buys we just gotta go to his store oh yeah so then fast forward a little later then it got delayed and like i'm like hey dude like everyone's gonna try to keep in touch whether it's a text or uh instagram message or whatever and we'd give him like a little sample and he's like, I don't care, I'm in, like great. He even said the first shit that wasn't good. He's like, this is great, I'll carry it, you know? <laughs> so very long story short, we go to lunch and we were already opening up. Our first account was Cannery. Second was... Emilio's. Oh hey, shit, that's right. Abram Aveda who actually connected me to Marty back in the days. Yeah. Back in yeah. the 90s. What Marty the one man party kiss. Yeah. Marty. Hi Marty. In the house. Hola, Entrepreneur. Marty's waving at us. Hola, Thanks for letting you. This is Tycoon. Owner of you, Strut and Donkey D. It's a little dark in here, but that's good. That's small world. Lennon makes a little more dark. You guys work together with Vistalo all that. That's cool. Yeah. And still hits the lip. Yeah. Surfing again. <laughs> Marty, Marty tells me the other day, I bought a city pass, I bought a state pass, I got this board, I got this. I got a, a jacket, a 2 2, a 3 2, a 4 3. <laughs> oh, audition. COVID, COVID surfer over here, coming back. <laughs> so, so, so we're heading north, because uh, Todd's all linked up with him. All, hey, Brian, we're launched, we're ready. We got this account, this account. He's all, I don't, come up. I'm gonna buy a shit ton of your stuff. And you guys are doing so like we're all case like, test everything. Like you're showing up, story. You know what that yeah. meant. So we yeah. took 20 cases north with us, which legally, ABC's gnarly, we'd have 30 cases, 10 each, and as you get rid of them, you deplete. No, we're saying legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You deplete each ounce. Like it's crazy. Like every, we're by the book. We don't wanna, we're small. We don't have, yeah. yeah. We don't so, wanna mess up. We don't want to mess up. Like, tell us and we'll do it. So we're going north and we hit Vanderite first stop yeah, to spend some time with him. Man. Just to see him. And 29 then, cases? <laughs> no, no, he's like, hey, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so we just like, hey, little, little nice, talk with him, blah, blah, blah. High five. Love the guy. Continue north. Made it to um, Old Princeton Landing. And I think I told Lyndon the story a while back where we, we park and we're walking in there texting like, hey, we're here, sorry, we're, we're like a half hour late, whatever. Um, took a long time, we didn't realize how fucking far Half Moon Bay is. And <laughs> we walk in and fucking Brian Overfield, the owner of Old Princeton Landing, the bar in Half Moon Bay, Mavericks, etc., etc. He has five other fucking bars, restaurants, off-premise, on-premise accounts sitting in there lined up for the Waiting presentation. For he had a, he had a little yeah. rep show going yeah, for you. For sure, and yeah. it's a rep show yeah, to, Brian, save us, yes. to save us like a day, half day, whatever it would have taken for us to hit all those exactly. other accounts, yeah. to see our presentation, to taste us, to do whatever. And yeah. I was like, the brewery next door. Yeah, the, right yeah, next yeah, door. Yeah, the yeah. guy was there. The dude. And the, everybody's kind of being, I was like, fuck Alcohol man. has no boundaries. Yeah, yeah. It was, great. it was like ASR show. Everybody has their fucking walls up and is afraid and yeah. fighting or whatever. And yeah. you go to SEMA and no one gives a shit because there's fucking agave spirits involved. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. No one. It was no competition. Yeah. It was all about let's fucking support these idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but how, how did that feel when you guys were like, wait, we thought we were just going to meet this one dude and he's yeah. got all these other cool. people there oh, and were you? I mean, obviously nervous, but I truly but, yeah. had a lump in my throat. Like but, I was yeah. like, looking back, is... yeah, it helped out. For but sure. then just going back to the brotherhood of like support, like, dude, yes. we're going to back, we're going to buy it no matter what, you know, hopefully it tastes good, you know, because yeah. that's, that's yeah. what, that's the other funny part. There's always going to be funny <laughs> in this. 
motherfuckers. This is good. Brian Overfell, he's going to do these tastings, and you usually do. Like, you do a small amount. Oh. And the guy's going a little more with his. So he bought, immediately bought, he immediately bought, and he's, we're like, okay, cool. Like, we didn't even, we're not even doing a tasting anymore. Now you're just, we're behind we're your partying. <laughs> And the guy's going up with ounces, and I'm like, dude, no, like, hey, there's. Tranqui. There's tranquilo, a, tranquilo. Tranquilo. Yeah, yeah. We have a, like, couple of varietals. We have one that's going to come, whatever. And he's like, doing it. We're like, well, that one's a little strong. Be careful. Long story short, it's like everybody's gone. They bought, met the customers. We each go our three different directions, and that's what's kind of cool too. Because you got a team. We have a team, and we're all dividing, conquering. It's cool. Like this rat me thing. You got the dude. I got her over here. All right, we'll see you later. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, long story short, um, Brian, it's like eight fifty, and Steve Hawk was really stoked to see Joe Max. So they kind of broke off, and they're doing. The, they're going to eat dinner, and and the back of the bar. And they're talking and they're stoked and Brian's like, dude, Steve's stoked to see Joe Mack. And I'm, I'm sure Joe Mack's just as stoked or more to see Steve. It was, it was rad. pretty rad. We got photos of him, Jeff Clark. Like, it was rad. Like, big for us. We're just getting going. Yeah. And so I see Brian sitting at the bar by himself, the owner of the bar, kind of like bobbing for apples already. I'm like, yo, dude, we're going to go eat dinner right now. Like, Carlos and I meet, meet up with Steve and, and Joe Mack at the other table, literally like where Marty's sitting right now, 12 feet away. And he's like, hey, do you know beer there? So we kind of went over there and ordered our little dinner, and Brian paid for it. Thank you, Brian, again. And then next thing we're eating, we look back, we're like, where the fuck did Brian go? It's not 9 o'clock yet. He's gone. <laughs> so we don't hear from him. Next day, we woke up at our little quality inn. Well, by the way, they're all, hey, stay at this hotel. It's $300 a night. We're all, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> no, we're on a budget. <laughs> like, we're on a budget. We stay at quality inn. $79.99. We're rolling the cot, doubling up. I'm yeah. sleeping on our board bags like I'm fucking 19 years old. <laughs> And wake up in the morning. You, you guys know, gotta like, support those booths, get these guys off the cot. <laughs> totally. My pizza, pizza's left on the cot. More bags. So we're like, where's Brian at? Well, let's we go to Frisco. So we're gonna go to Frisco that he's talking about. We start driving north to Frisco and he calls us. He's like, hey, Shub, I'm all, dude, where are you? We're at. We're already on our way up. Like, I don't even know what you're doing today. He's like, sorry, man. He goes, dude, I fucked up last night. And I'm all, oh, fuck. What, what happened? So, dude, I went home and I'm yelling at my whole family. I fucking snapped that world, dude. Yeah, you fucking kind of had a little, a little excessive. He went all sipper, in. bro. This is a sipper. This is yeah, Lyndon. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're cut off. No way. Yeah. Hey, how's your ankle feeling, bro? Really good right now, huh? <laughs> what ankle? This is way better than So, beer. Brian Overfeld's calling pressure load all his friends that we know down here. Dave Haley from River, another royalty, like, fireman area from River. And they're like, dude, your boys came up and messed with me. So, no, no, no. You messed up. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame it on us. <laughs> yeah, don't blame it on those boys. Yeah, that was pretty funny, man. But what a good experience. Like, your first yeah, first great. road trip, and, you know, you're trying to, you, hit you know. a home run. I mean, yes. you're trying to hit and make money but like fucking two grand slams we opened up frisco a couple of counts and we, it was insane yeah we but, but i mean is it similar to i mean we you come from the you know surf industry action sport whatever you want to call this and you go after like the pinnacle shops in each town or yeah. county yes, sure. and you're like oh yeah we're this new brand and we're trying to you know pioneer and what yeah. do you do you go for the you know, you go for the premiere. But it was like back in but, the day. But you guys already yeah. have all these connections with the top, you know. Yeah. A little bit, shops. yeah. But little it's, bit. it's not like like opening a, like another surf brand. No. Like you already know all the, the heavy hitters. I mean, like, yeah. We're kind of yeah. like, it's all they're, new they're, to us. So we're like, we don't need, we don't know like all the 
top there's parallel universes there it's at the end of the day it's marketing but we have good product and so we go out and give our you know like our spiel and it's relationships too yeah it's all relationships and it's just like at the end of the day like every single time like the product also has spoken for itself it's gotta shine yeah it's just like everyone like that has that palette they're like but i I gotta think the competition and and again you look at like the, the pie and you, you know look at any bar back and and you see all the brands and hey we're this new brand when you could drop a couple of good accounts like within the area or a bar in another county or down the state and they are like oh you're in that place yeah oh yeah for we'll, sure yeah we'll try it you know is yeah. there some cloud there that you yeah. are like Definitely. you know that so helps us out yeah the cannery we're in playa mesa Donkey D's, Wayfair, Land. Get you, like, get you a look. Yeah, get you the interview, get you in, and then they the try it and they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, that was your first big launch road trip. Did yeah. you do another one after that? Or? We've done San Diego to where, like we were talking about, where we did, we were kind of like, let's hit up a few people. So we like text like Gothard and like Josh Hunter, used to be Transworld Business. Yep. And we did like a little poster story. I don't remember on Instagram saying, hey, we're heading to San Diego, man. Let us know which idiot's heading down to San Mascal. It was fucking insane. I tried to write down on like a spreadsheet of all the places that these people were saying to hit, who yeah. to see, when to go, what time, blah, blah, blah. Who to talk to. Keep stealing his beers. <laughs> but it was, it was gnarly. So we were like, dude, we can't do this in two days. Like we we're spending one night down there, so yeah. so we opened up another our quality light. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's another quality? Well, this one was bad though. You guys are doing it fucking like old dude. There were yeah. cars. I have pictures. We, we've mapped off some places too. Yes. Like it's just like, hey, look at that liquor shop. Let's just stop oh, and yeah. we just get in there and like. But even that hotel. You remember we went across the street to stay in that original hotel and we saw it. We're all fuck. <laughs> and they're all sorry. We're out. We're all what? All right, let's go try to a car in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we go across the street, and this fucking car without windows and shit, and I'm all, wow, this looks like fucking Whittier. So I'm taking photos and video of it and doing little stories and, like, no shit. And it smells like fucking smoke in the room and trying to find shit to burn, like paper to burn just so it doesn't smell so bad and, and make our own incense. So Shuby's like, it's just like home. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so to kind of nerd, 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 out, nerd out on the business side, so you're opening up this distribution and, and yeah, you know, yes. I mean, you guys have a certain amount of allocation, like or, or you know, you're. How yeah. do you, how do you know how much people are going to go through? Do you have to put on the brakes to open up more dis- distribution? Like, I mean, they're going to circle back. Yeah, on that. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, no, we're already. Like without getting the intricacies, because you don't have to tell us about how you know how much we're production you're doing. But I, I mean, here you are, and you might, hey, okay, this bar bought a case. Yeah. Is that going to last them um, fucking a week or a month or, you know, uh, you know, because it's all about volume and turn and yeah. burn, you know? And I mean, at the end of the day, like, we definitely plan on it. Like, yeah. the behind the scenes, there's some thought, you know, like, we put the numbers in there. And yeah. It's just, as any other business, it's just like, hey, let's just focus here. We have enough for here. Yeah. Right now. We'll, we'll reorder, uh, you know, like, it, it, it's... There's a there's a whole little map behind the whole yeah, thing, and so, it's got to be, yeah. And for that's sure. what Carlos is good at. He's really good at that part of planning. it. Planning, and him at the planning side, being scalable. But there's only so much you can be scalable for because you don't know if Bevmo is going to be like, hey, cool. And we don't know if we want to sell. We don't know yet. We're yeah. just let's grow the brand. Let's get it. Let's get more real estate, brand, uh, brand equity. What we love is the fact like Marty, like like Strut and Myrette 
it'll be strut and donkey d's and wait for the fact they're doing reorders yeah that means people and that are going to their establishment are reordering yeah. and then there's people that put us on the menu and they name they're naming cocktails that are dos boots there's one in ladera ranch called scarlet kitchen and they have two dos boots fucking drinks on the menu as of uh five days ago wow and that's like crazy to us because we're like we're fucking going up against like yeah, Big mammoth, dogs, yeah. huge billion dollar companies and we have a small importer named Park Street from Miami and God bless them it's gl- and we're glad we're using them because they've been so hands on with us knowing like I'm going to help these idiots out hey I'm I'm, 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 I'm in it tastes amazing you guys are awesome if you need a bottle of sperm van to like camp out <laughs> in, no, I got you guys you covered know, we've had people offer you to buy a sprinter vans no, no joke dude we've had people offer to buy a sprinter vans and wrap them We've had people offer to give us money. Yeah. We've had people offer to buy the company. Oh, right. And we're like, I know, no. let us shit the bed for a while. Yeah. Like, let us figure this out. Yeah, yeah. When you feel you Let's make money. money. <laughs> yeah. No, and, that, and that's, I mean, that's got to feel really good that you guys are, are on to something, you know, obviously authentic and, and, and you're passionate about it. And it's going to show in all your presentations. Yeah. But like, you don't know the ceiling on this. Don't. You don't know. It's so raw and early. and, and for sure. You know, yeah. if so you're, many if, moving if, parts, so and like, most yeah. people make bad decisions—not bad decisions or an alternative decision based on financials and stuff—and if you could grow at your own pace and do, you know, and, and do it, but you're gonna get to a point we, where it's like we're woo. so far. No, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of moving components yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. And there's like the production side. I mean, even production, like you blow up, can the production? Can yeah. you get that same quality if you ramp up production? Yeah, you know, so threefold. we keep it kind of like okay, let's just kind of like okay, we yeah. we just scale it to where things are at, and that's definitely helping. And just like Shubin said, keeping the story alive. And I mean, and again, the whole the whole whole thing. It's that it is real, and that just makes it a lot much easier. There's yeah. no like, Authentic. like for example, yeah. when I was he- coming here, like, oh, let's do late night with chalky. I'm like, oh shit, like, what's, like, what's that all about? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 One, one day you might want to get. Are you? That's a big deal, Omar. Yeah. 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 Kill him, bro. And I'm like, we're, we're pretty much the best fucking. You might have to open it up instead of Marty. I'm like, should I be nervous? Like, like, what are they gonna, you know? So. Um, it's at the end of the day like there's no script it's all real it's yeah. just kind of like going rolling my eyes up and going like okay let me remember this shit but it's all legit yeah, I mean yeah. and of course there's like your blackout dates there that you don't remember shit oh well, I know the blackout dates <laughs> lightweight over there yeah. that's what we should have called the show late night with lightweight over yeah. here well that that, that okay. guy over there what the lightweight poor Carlos that's another Carlos we'll go to a couple accounts and Carlos and we'll drum back and be like yeah just I'll get a beer and you just see Carlos already cringe sweating <laughs> like how the fuck is seven later yeah. you gotta lose a few pounds so I can give you a piggyback ride and then we'll walk it we'll up to people in the lot like fucking I mean Uber, there's only like three drivers in all of Costa Mesa. We have them. <laughs> <laughs> they live with Joe Mac and I now. <laughs> no, yeah, so so, so it, it, it's just that's what's fun about this whole thing. It's like it's just all real. It connects our stories. We yeah. all met together, and it's just kind of like we're just keeping it real. Yeah. Right. Like and our show. It's funny, you know. Every single person that comes on the show has to surf, right? 
That's yeah. part of the stipulation of being on the late night talking one, podcast. One time, I'll, I'll even stretch at the boogie boarding, you know? And we'll no, get, we might get Chris hey, Burrell on there one day. <laughs> if he can boogie board. He got this conversation last week. I was all, because there's this one plane that we're, we're going to go to Oaxaca in a month. And we got to fly to, we're going to surf Puerto and other spots. Okay. You're not surfing Porto, dude. Come on. Oh, wait, no, that's Lyndon. He won't surf Porto. We did have a charge. We surfed there in October. So we're going to go there and... and Long story short, go to a couple other spots nearby, and then we're gonna fly to Rock City. But there's only this plane only has two boards on there. Like, there's three of us. What we're gonna do? So literally, we're talking about last week. I'm all fucking. It would be amazing, honestly, for the next like three years if we just take up bodyboarding. Fuck it. Just for those fucking lowers. Just for those trips. Not not, not, not always. always. Trip. I'll go to fucking lowers like river. Like yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> As, as, as long as you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. But but going back to riding waves. You started your business with two of your friends. Three three friends start a business. We love on this show talking about surfing and talking about you know the great American Mexican dream. You know of owning your own business, starting your own thing. For sure. And you guys are doing it, and and that's so fucking rad. And the way the way you guys have gone about it, the grassroots, jumping in the car, surfing on the way, you know, partying with your customers keeps you and, keeps you youthful and keeps that like yeah that unexpected like man, that's, you know that's literally what we live for. Yeah. I mean, at the for end sure. of the day, that's kind of like what keeps your flame going. I mean, yeah. that's the part of life that just kind of like keeps you frothing. Yeah. His connections yeah. in Mexico, like Edwin Morales, all our content, like if you look at our Instagram, Dos Boots Mezcal, at, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> Edwin Morales does all, did all our content. We just, we surfed, we ate tacos, we chilled, we talked, we did a little like impromptu tasting in Puerto Snudito. And he, he, he filmed, he all got all this content. Sick. Right. Edwin Morales, he's like... All of Greg Long's shit. When Greg Long goes there, Patagonia is like, hey, guess what? He's coming to town. Blah, 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 blah. Like, he's, Edward Morales is the guy there. Like, I saw shit from Kanoa surfing, can't name the spot, but we know exactly where it is because we. Just know. recently? Yes. Yeah. 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 Very clip. recently. Yeah. He's only. He, he, so, the only guy out? Yeah, that one? Well, there's a couple of the spots where, like, these guys are the only guys out. It was fish, it was overhead. Like, we fucking were there. We have. I, on my computer, I can show you us being there. And it's <laughs> fucking gnarly. It was unruly, ugly. It's fun. We had a good session. But he, Edward Morales, we got all this content. He gave it to Joe. And then we came back. And then um, we had. Lugo. Then we had Lugo. Lugo, Lugo. So, yeah, Lugo from Volcom. So he came over here, he dices it up, and then Joe Mack gets a hold of Gus. Like, And you know Gus because you were at fucking Podium forever, DDS, Matt, Lake High. Los Mysterioso. So Los Mysterioso does all of our music and goes, do any fucking thing you guys want with our music. And we're all, holy shit. Okay, that's huge because that could cost us thousands of dollars that we don't have. Yeah. And we apply that to our other videos and this and that. We're gonna do a party with them. And yeah, you just you guys just did a killer party with uh, Sport of Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was super fun. Tasting there, and that was cool. That was we're doing another one for Casey's birthday on the I think it's the 14th or 15th of October, whatever the Friday is. Another one at SOK where Caladad beer is gonna be right next to us, and it's gonna be us doing those boots and for for Weedy's birthday. Uh, same spot, same deal. It worked out good. I was there yesterday and. 
So you locked it. So and that helps too for Ola and all those other places. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, we all went across there and like. So you're like we hung out there. After yeah. Us. Besides the, restaurants, have you hit uh, stores yet? Yes. Or? Yeah. So that was oh, Emilio's <laughs> from Emilio's. Was Abram second Abeda. Account. Yeah, from Abram. Met Joe at Emilio's, our second or third account, and that's a big one in LA. It's like a high time in LA. Mm. They're in Bellflower on Lakewood. Then we have high time. Here. The, the top 10 accounts, we were given from another angel. So many people have helped us from the industry, not our surf industry, but the alcohol, alcohol beverage industry. And that's that another point I wanted to bring up too, this because is insane. it helps the category if you got authenticity and people yes. like pushing it and stuff. And yep. it's like, dude, if we could get this, you know, brand yeah like or not brand but a category to like blow up then yep. we all win yeah, yeah there's sure. people that are competitors yeah. of ours yeah. i'm not kidding jaylar so competitors yeah, yeah. from other whole different make nothing office going you're gonna you guys thursday you're gonna go to a ride along with me yeah and we go to their accounts and they're fucking opening accounts for us and we're like what the f like are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Right. yeah it's got to be so it's surreal so because it's not like what you guys are accustomed to coming from no, like yeah. surf where no, it's very like, territorial and kind of very with the legs yeah and, yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the meetings we had at our other other office at the wayfair and we're sitting there and this guy's like hey um i don't want to give you this email this and this and that blah 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 i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this account list of eight thousand accounts which eight thousand yeah eight thousand in, in california yeah. only for california Damn. divided by northern california southern california yeah. and they're all fuck, all, the top all the top mescal all the top mescal might you need a partner in this uh these, <laughs> these bars because I, I i keep hearing how lucrative uh alcohol is so he goes um it's mescal but it's ten dollar or fifteen dollar less price point because we're small we're, all, we're a small batch thousand liters at a time we bring in but this is what it is go off these accounts is great so no joke within the first three weeks of our existence we had four of that top 10 like it was crazy awesome. and these are off-premise which means liquor store that you take off you take your alcohol off-premise you know, legalities so, yeah so yeah we have good retailers um high time on 17th Russian. bottle shop uh, Hilltop. Hilltop. Yes. Landmark. Sick. Hilltop? Yeah. That's Hilltop. Yeah. Landmark. Landmark. Lyndon, you can walk the landmark. Landmark. Brick Liquor. Uh, Even with the gout. Jay Toby. It's all <laughs> it's called Brick Liquor, not Landmark. Brick Girl. Liquor. Yeah, Brick Liquor. <laughs> it is, is right? Can we get no windows? Zetas. Fucking giant yeah. brick building. Yeah. Zetas tacos right and have those boots. Sipper. Oh, right inside there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We have, have to take a break from Pete's and do a little back yeah. and forth. I went to Pete's a couple no, days ago. No, the High Times and then Old Town so Liquor, which is the High Times of San Diego. For, yeah. Old Town, which is in Old Town. Mario's. It's called Old Town Tequila. It's rad. That's so, the hot spot, too. Yeah, we have the good stores, too. Yeah. Which is San I mean, Francisco, like we have liquor The, the surf rad. industry can only do so much, right? For sure. And the alcohol, I mean, that never feels a recession. Nope. No. COVID no. can't kill alcohol. Well, it's right? not fast fashion. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 um, you know, it's for celebration. It's for good times and, and bad times. People Unfortunately, drink people when they're drink up more. and people drink when they're down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, recession proof. Yeah. And there's no no really distribution issues because it almost feels like if that's your marketing. You know, like the more distribution, the more people know about the brand, and yeah. the more that you know it gets yeah. brought up so but before we end the show what dude I we got still half about, a bottle left <laughs> i want to talk about we got more in the car before before yeah, we have a couple cases hey left. where's our care package you know how we love entrepreneurs yes 
Joe Mack started his own fucking Duffy rental. Yes. 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 We haven't said anything about that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Voyagers rental. Voyagers. Yeah. <laughs> Voyagers rental. Hey, yeah. Carlos and I work with them too on the side. Epic. What's the phone number? How do they rent that place? They, they do, how do they rent a Duffy? Siri call the Voyagersrentals.com. <laughs> Voyagersrentals.com. Is there a phone number? Just go online. That's yeah. That's how you. Right. Yeah, because it, it's 2021. Yeah, you're gonna go online. I still fucking call, bro. <laughs> you're gonna see. I, I still go to Google, Google a place, and then call. <laughs> so eat a dick, all you Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> how much no, is a rental? This Too fucking much. <laughs> yeah. No, no but Voyagers um, Rentals. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of competition there, and we'd rather you know support local and, sure, yeah. and so one of the homies. And we're in Newport um, Harbor. We're right next to the ferry on Balboa Island, yeah. and it's my wife and I that run the business. And it's beautiful. We have great helpers, Jim and Carlos, <laughs> and Jeff, my, Matt, bro- my brother, my brother. Yeah. yeah, I have a bunch of bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah. we we it's been a while, but we might have well, to you do, guys, yeah, you you do another. We little, always say, hey, let's like do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway of a free uh, Duffy rental. That would be amazing. Right. Right yeah. Now. You yeah, heard it here first, people. Yeah. How do we do it? Yeah. We didn't even finish the bottle. He's already <laughs> giving away the farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Who doesn't like to drink some Dose Boots on their way to it out now and see what we can get? We did a Duffy. We're looking for a sponsor. We're going to be doing these live on It's only a couple grand a month, Joe. Couple grand a month. Yeah, couple yeah. Right. These are live on our boat yeah, through the harbor. You know what? Yeah, fuck it, dude. You know what? We're gonna grant for we're gonna upgrade to your brother. Grant for those foods and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right here I got it. Right here. <laughs> Here's some peanuts. That much stuff bi-weekly. We'll just take it in some uh, some brand equity, but um, no, we'll we'll go hit up your your brother for uh, a real boat tour. Yeah. 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 Hey, 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 come on, man. Yeah. Drill's right here. Just yeah. kidding. No, uh, it, it, we've got yeah, the boats are great, and like I mean they're, they're fun. Winter, summer, whatever, Christmas sunset, like all, all year round. round. Yeah. All year summer round. Fall. yeah. We actually signed some of the Dose Boots contracts. Like like I said, we offices has been our, our garage, it's been Donkey D, it's been we it's been all the local you know. You really want to schmooze a good account, you take me out on the Duffy. <laughs> no, 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 that's what I do. Some of our top accounts, I'm like, hey, oh, yeah. He has great, right? Yeah, he'll say th- throw a contest like high yeah. sales, whatever, and he'll yeah, like and then, then, and then uh, Boyle will get a fucking yeah. uh, black flies model, <laughs> put a sticker yeah. pole in the Duffy boat, yeah, sign sealed, delivered. Call Jack Martinez, yeah, <laughs> welcome, salty crew gear, like yeah. everything. Yeah, and then yeah. Joe Mack gave one to D. She's the bartender here at, at Donkey D. She's yeah. got green hair. She's the raddest bartender. We love her. We will actually want to try to. Bring her in as like a little advocate for Bill Booth down the line, but uh, she's rad. But he offered that to her as well, like, hey, get your people and do yeah. a little ride. I, I gotta tell you one River Jetty um, story about Joe Max like, hey, since it did like Ching and Carla, a few of us, Tom Mac went on it, and Paul Gales, and oh, a few shit. people, dude, that fucking Duffy bull ride <laughs> was good so time. Good. It's in the memory bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that, is that one that seats 12 or? Yeah, 12 yeah. seater. We broke a table. Oh, uh, God. They all fucking pile drove on me. I got dog piled and shit broke and clashes playing loud. Who started, started it? I have the best video. <laughs> it was Tom Mack. Actually, Tom started. Yeah. yeah. Tom started? Yeah. 
all of a sudden I'm under a pile and people are pulling my legs different directions, my arms, my limbs and hair and whatever. And then I hear something snap and I hear Tom Mac go, hold me for it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that started it is stepping yeah. yeah. Totally. No. Well, holy God. More that was, yeah, more. that was yeah. on our way to class of 47. Oh, After yeah. like three hours. Holy shit. And actually that day, it started raining. The that wind was stopped good. and the yeah. waves were firing and we're all pickled. And we got a fucking camp. Great day for a Duffy yeah. boat ride. And we're like, like we're yeah. missing the waves right now. Next yeah. Duffy boat ride we should be together is March, not fucking October or yeah. November, whatever it is. It'll that still was. be good that day. Well, we, that's we, true. Yeah. That's true. Well, we, we, you know, we always talk about like supporting local businesses and, you know, um, you know, whether it's a brand or a business or, you know, Duffy boat, you know, like, yeah, you know, to be able to like, we just want to fucking yeah. promote our homies and yeah. Thank That's you guys great. for yeah. 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 considering us. Um, Very honored. Yeah, you read that? Oh, yes. Can you I read it? I can't. I, I yeah. can't read it. Lyndon, so, oh, yeah. Well, you read so, your mission statement. Yeah. yeah I have it written. Our la- by the way, beginning, our labels cost more than our bottles. Our labels, <laughs> yeah. no, it's no joke. Our labels fucking are made from the pulp of the agave. If you look on our Instagram, you see this, the, the stories. Connection of connection through Carlos. This guy's an artist, lives in Oaxaca Mountains, and he gets the pulp of the agave, crushes it down, runs it through some shit, makes these fucking dyes, hand carved. All right, makes a dye, makes our label. I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, when when I become a partner, I'm gonna have to change. <laughs> I like the story, but come no, on, can we can we get? Uh, can't be too more expensive than that. Yeah. And then our corks, we have like. Four interchangeable. They're all different. One has just what? boots. One has those boots. <laughs> One has those like boots blocks. and the boots. Yeah. So we do changeable corks. So because people could use them in wine bottles or whatever, we wanted to add a little extra value. We well, yeah, more to be able to recycle the cork and have yeah. like a solid sure, top. Yeah. Is Any other favorite? talking points you didn't show get to talk about? Show us your boots. Yeah. The other big thing is show us your boots. That's what. And then that's your hashtag. Joe yeah. Mac came up. Yes. Show us your show boots. Show us your boots. Show us your boots. Explain it, Joe Max. I like it. <laughs> There's no need to explain. Well, okay, so, so our, our show us your boots is instead of show us something else, it's, it's boobs spelled, boob spelled backwards. Yeah, so yeah. show us your boots is basically <laughs> you're going to a store like like High Times or Landmark or whatever, and you bring your bottle, and you're, and the people are sending us photos of their bottle. Like, hey, I bought this. And thanks for, hey, thank you for... Representing, thank for the support. That's so rad. So we'll redo it. The store will redo it. Yeah. And that's been our only marketing. So we don't have capital until and now. You guys are gonna fucking blow up. And yeah, Lindor. And I would talk. He's gonna blow your shit up, right? And then the restaurant, same thing. They'll show a cocktail made with those boots in it, and they'll show take a picture of the restaurant or us on the menu, like Trevor at the tracks. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Whatever it is, or Kenti and my well, like, hey, here it is, and like that's show us that's show us your boots. The whole campaign, and eventually we have some. Really fucking good ideas on the marketing of for shows your booth. It's gonna be some good shockers. It's gonna be rad. Which and which that came up from Joe Max mind. All of a sudden he's all, "Hey dudes, what do you got?" Modest Joe again. Modest. <laughs> hey, drink a beer or a shot of those boots every time you hear me say modest about Joe Max. Uh, so hey, what do I you guys think about? Um, let's do like a little like tagline or whatever. 
What about show us your boobs? And Carlos and I are like, holy <laughs> fucking, <laughs> like, bro, that's yeah. the fucking gnarliest yeah, thing. Cool. It's great. He's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. He's pretty good. Yeah, that's fun. He's just not a pretty face. But we've had, I mean, we've had a time. Joe Mack ran into a garage door yesterday, yeah. by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the first sign of alcoholism? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like a good morning. It was 12 o'clock in the day. As I said, <laughs> no, that I, that's getting uh, arrested on uh, you know Seventh Street in Long Beach, dude. That was an accident. He let it sit here. You turn around and like, in hard you, you, you got to uh, read your your mission your mission statement. Your mission statement. statement. In, in so, Spanish, both. Oh both. shit! Like Spanish first. Read Spanish first. So, yeah, do Spanish it. Spanish first. This is only in English here. Like See, in our label. Not. So those boots honors the traditions of Oaxaca. Generations of families working with agave and its rich, deep, deep culture. Every pair of boots from field to fiesta has a story. Those boots represent this spirit as we raise a glass and say salute. Salute! You said that on me because I would have butchered that up because I can't pronounce you. Gracias. Thank Carlos, you to Marty yeah, Kish. Marty, the one man party Kish. Thanks thank for letting us in your establishment. Marty, the one man party. We've been Donkey all in the together. Thank you, Carlos. Pollo, Pollo, Lito. Pollito. 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 Uh, Pollito. Shooby Dooby Doo, Shubin. Joe, the Mac, Big Mac, Heart Attack, McElroy. And the badass Mezcal Agave. Dos boots. Cheers. Thank you to Strut and Thank you. D. Thank yeah, you to the you. you guys are a big customer of ours. We love you. You guys are crushing it. Buy it's more. insane. Come here. Yeah. Wednesday nights, karaoke. I'm going to crush it on Erasure next Wednesday. What's up? 8.30, singing Ulamore on the stage. Ulamore <laughs> broke my heart. Now, now I'm waiting for you. More more. What's a boy love supposed to do? <laughs> you got me. You got me. All right. All right. Yeah. Is it Wednesday? Thank you guys. Is it Wednesday? Night? That was amazing. Thank you. Those boots. High times, Costa Mesa. Matador, I mean, all around here, dude. Playa Mesa. Like, but you know, if they don't have it, I ask for it. Beverage. Demand it. Our, our website. Yeah. Dos Boots Mescal. Follow us on Instagram. We only have like 20 followers. <laughs> WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. West Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. 
nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.